Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. everybody and welcome to another episode of the rpg show um today we're going to be talking about saga frontier remastered um and normally i'm joined by both uh kevin and travis but right now travis is having uh electricity issues as in like he's in a winter storm and he has no power so uh, today it'll just be kevin so how you doing today man good uh ready to talk about this game that I wasn't sure I was gonna like, and it's definitely uh, way better than I thought it would be. I can definitely agree with that, and it'll—I guess it'll generally be a good review <laughs> because we don't have Travis here who's shitting on it. So, well, yeah, he—he uh, he didn't even make it through one scenario anyway, so it's not like he had a lot. He's—he's like I played it 15 years ago. I'm like, but you don't—you're uh, not gonna remember like much that way. Well, that and the remaster has a lot of features that make it. I don't want to say like a completely different game, but it's a. I would say a vastly improved game from the original version. Yeah, a lot of quality of life stuff, like just the carryover from scenarios, like makes it way more playable. Because I definitely would probably not want to play eight times starting from scratch. So, see, I think I would be fine with that. I'm just glad they have the option to be able to flee from almost every battle. Like, unless it's like a scripted, like you can't, you have to fight this fight kind of thing. Oh, you can yeah. generally run away from everything. And I, in the first one, the original, like if you walked into the enemy, you're like, oh fuck. I guess I gotta fight this. Yeah, there's so, a lot uh, of stuff you gotta get through. Like, you gotta go through the same area multiple times, and like having to fight every person, every mob in that area. Like, there's this one uh, spot. Uh, I think it's underneath the casino. No, no, no. It's in the, under the under the sewers where you have to go and. Uh, I think there's like those bugs you gotta fight, right? For one of the oh the hide rune, yeah. Yeah, for one of the runes, and there's like this big area where there's like ten mobs that just drop from the ceiling, and <laughs> I can only imagine how to fight every single fucking one of those things every time. Oh, actually, you're talking about the um. The victory ruin in Mew Tome, I think, in Shrike, where like you get, like you get down some stairs and you get to this room that's like a big square, and you get to the left side and there's a door, but in the hallway there's like fucking eight mobs and there's no way to get through them. Like there's no way to dodge them because they're clogging oh. up the hallway. Yeah, that one too. But I'm talking about the one. Um, what's the first town you're you're in? Like you start in? I guess it's different. Uh, what's yeah, the main, it's, it's... The, main ta- the main hub town. <laughs> what's the one called? The Kulong. Cool, cool 
Yeah, clone. So you go into the sewers, and then there's like you can go one way, or you can go like in the hole. And then there's a bunch of just mobs there. Uh, I mean, so you're talking about like you go through kind of like a subway looking thing, and there's a manhole to the left, and then like some broken down. Yeah, and one takes you back to the beginning of the town, and you can't go back the other way. Yeah. And then the other one's just a hole, and then you gotta go through that to get one of the runes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, sometimes it doesn't tell, like, you didn't, you didn't hit the right button to accept the quest, and so you go all the way there and you don't get the rune. <laughs> that happened to me once. But yeah, there's a room, and then there was like 10 mobs, and they just like keep dropping from the ceiling or around the corner where you can't see them. Yeah. Shit. I guess I avoided that room then because I don't remember that happening. I just remember like it was a little bit confusing trying to navigate the area. Yeah, that that too. Um, and then there was also, I guess, depending on when you get there, like how late you go, and also if you've done like New Game Plus before, uh, there's lots of stronger enemy types. Yeah. Uh, like a bunch of krakens can spawn and shit, and it's like, um. <laughs> oh man, I'm not really prepared for that. Krakens, <laughs> when you do the. Uh... One of the runes is it rune or one of the magic? It's the ar- huh? Yeah, the it's the arcane drink card, whatever the fuck that one is. Yeah, you get drunk and go through the swamp and like all of them. Like I did it, at, like at the end of the game. Like, well, it was I had my battle rank way like all the way to the max, so everyone was freaking cracking, <laughs> and I, my my battle party was not ready for that, and I had to like. Oh yeah. You can't run from those battles, and you walk drunk, so you run into all of them. I barely made yeah. it, I barely made it through that. <laughs> well that and like you get randomly hit with a barrage of status effects that are like it's almost like a Malboro's breath attack but worse cuz like I think it like an FF in a Final Fantasy game even if you get your party gets confused or whatever like and they they attack your own characters it's always just like a regular attack yeah. but in this one if you've got like AoE moves or you got like fucking DSC or anything like that like your own dudes are going to just going to fucking wipe the floor with your whole party and it's like well <laughs> I hope you saved because uh... right. Well, luckily there's a lot of uh, auto saves too that helps. So like oh yeah. Um, so I guess yeah. As you can tell, we got a lot that we're uh, excited to talk about in this game. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into the the intro or whatever and kind yep. of get on it then. Yep. Um. So, um, if you're new here, uh, the way we usually do the show is we talk about. Uh, six aspects of the game um, the gameplay the story the visuals uh, the music and how and the voice acting our overall experience and then if there's any how replayable, replayable the game is and if there's any extra content and we rate everything on a scale of one to five and I allow half scores because I just fucking ruined that early on so that's the way we do it around here now and uh, I guess we'll go, get right into it so um, the version we're going to be talking about is Saga Frontier Remastered, which is the version that was released this year. Uh, I think it was on PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, or whatever the hell it is, and Switch, and then I guess maybe on PC. Um, and the original version was released on PlayStation 1 in uh, Japan on 1997 and in the US in 1998. It's actually the seventh game in the Saga series. Uh, the first three, I believe, are Final Fantasy Legends on Game Boy. And then there's Romancing Saga 
one, two, and three, which were on probably Super Famicom. And we've played Final Fantasy Legend. I I think I did the first one with you guys, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we did one and two. I don't think we've done three. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing when I played Final Fantasy Legend. I I had surprisingly I had like I wasn't I was surprised I liked it at that time too because it's kind of the same systems but more simpler. So yeah. Um. But yeah, they definitely. I mean, I'm more interested to play the later versions of these games now because I'm I'm kind of hooked on this on because like every battle you get something you know you know what i mean like you gain something so i kind of like that. there's like there's that feedback normally you'd have to wait in a normal rpg like you have to wait till your character hits like experience 2000 out of fucking 2000 or whatever and it's like oh level 20 okay yeah and, you, and it's, you don't even see your stats go up you just go back to the menu and you're like okay my stats went up a little bit cool yeah uh, whereas this, in the Saga games, it's like, uh, level up, and depending on what you use in combat, um, will determine what, what stats you get after the battle, which I think is a, a thing they borrowed from Final Fantasy 2, if I'm not mistaken, but I've never played Final Fantasy 2, so I can't, can't say that for sure, but I think in those games, like, if you attacked, you got, uh, like, strength up after battle, if you defended, you got defense up, if you use magic, you got your intelligence up, or whatever. Uh, that's a similar function in this game, um, except they also also give you a couple different um, like ways to do it. Like, so you can attack with weapons, or you can attack with uh, like weapons, or your fists to increase like your martial abilities. But you can use magic or guns to increase your like mental abilities, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, I guess so. We kind of skipped the skipped the premise and merged it with the gameplay so uh i guess we'll just keep talking about that then um yeah gameplay <laughs> do you want to do you want to head this off because i'll i guess i'll do the plot next or you do not care we can both talk about it at the same time like uh yeah i can uh uh start on gameplay but <clears throat> fill in where i screw up or say the wrong thing oh, that's cool if i if i notice you say something that i'm like whoa hold on i'll just say hey <laughs> But, uh, so, it's fairly, I guess, gameplay is kind of hard to describe, uh, at first, unless you're, like, unless you get into it, but it's kind of, uh, well, you got eight characters, I think, right, to pick from? Yes, as of the remaster. If you play the original, they don't have Fuse. Oh, so seven, well, yeah, I think you gotta beat the game first, then you get Fuse, uh, the second game playthrough. So I think you only get seven to choose from at first. Um... And each one has a different story, but you can, um, like, recruit characters uh, from the other main stories. And some some you can, some you can't, like, uh, red and blue and... Is there someone else that you can't, that you really can't recruit? It's, yeah, red is only on red, and blue is really only on blue, and then you can... And then there's like there's two two other characters that are like you have to be very specific, like they're very specific like on the route you have to be on for other characters to be able to use them. I think Acellus. Acellus. When I don't and, think you can get her any other time, can you? Maybe in Reds. Uh, you get her a little bit in Reds, and then also in Amelia you get her for some reason because you go to the um, the Trinity base and she's there as a prisoner, so you free her with the right rose. 
white rose. Okay. But I don't think you can get them with anybody else. And then I think the robot, uh, T two sixty, and then Ricky. Uh, just it depends on the character you're playing, whether or not your character is like I want them on my party or not, because yeah, they're always kind of like robots out. for some reason, so you can't get T two sixty. Um, but I think loot and I think loot is the only one you can get in every playthrough. Yeah, I think Amelia is almost everybody, but there's somebody for some reason doesn't want her. No way, maybe. Oh no, no, she isn't everyone. You just have to do the arcane quest. Right. Yeah. So you have to do the arcane quest first to get Amelia or start it at least. You don't have to finish it. So I, I, I think that's why T two sixty can't get her because he can't do magic or something because he's a robot. Gotcha. Or she, whatever. Fuck, whatever. It's a rope. It's a robot. But I'm not. 100 percent sure because I at the, at the point I was playing those characters uh, stories I was like alright, I got a maxed out team already I don't really want to spend time right yeah so um and the uh, in the remaster version you can re- carry over uh, all your stats so after a couple playthroughs um, there's these characters in was it junk is the town name scrap scrap junk is the where you start. Yeah, scrap. Um, where there's a bar and you can get loot, Jen, T two sixty, Riki, and Mei Ling are always there, and uh, most of the time you can recruit all of them. Like, but like I said, there's some exceptions. Um, I think Jen you can get in every playthrough, but you have to start. Um, Tied to the arcane quest, yeah. But, but that's pretty. Like, you got well, you got started, and then you got to talk to some skeleton. And then you can get them, but yeah, it's kind of awkward. But yeah, it's kind of a bump in the road, but it's pretty easy. But loot you can always recruit. But after a while, you're like, all these guys are built up, so you're just gonna keep using them. Because <clears throat> there's like some uh, characters you only get in like one playthrough, and you just never end up using them because they're there's no reason to. Yeah, they're they're at base level and it's kind of like Captain Hamilton. You can get her, and like only loots playthrough and by the yeah and at the final dungeon. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what's the point? And I, th- I don't know if she's a mystic or a regular, but she's human. <clears throat> so yeah, I guess that'll bring me into the next thing about gameplay. There's uh, humans, mystics, robots, right? This three, or am I missing one? Humans, mystics, robots, monsters, oh, and then technically half mystic, but that's only one character. Oh yeah, so yeah, uh, what's her name? Acellus. Yeah, is half. I don't know if she's. Yeah, she's half. Uh, well, mystic, which is basically like vampires, right? Is what I got from that. Uh, I don't. I have no fucking idea, like what mystics are supposed to be. They like they've got the vampire like... aesthetic. They function basically they like vampires, kind of like in. Society. But they're like, they're also different because somehow, like, if you have a higher power level over another mystic or something, then you auto automatically like you can just erase their existence and shit. <laughs> they got so, it's like some weird shit. Like nothing really gets explained. Yeah, they're just kind of like this is the way it is. Deal with it. Yeah. So this game also it's not really for the you're not playing for the story which. But the stories aren't bad per se. They're just not like you know, when you have eight different ones, you're not going to have the best. Some are going to be way better than others. Um, but the the gameplay is pretty much the best part of this game. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, 
like we were saying, humans uh, level up by, like we were saying earlier, uh, attacking or I don't think defending does anything, but uh, using magic. Somebody said that if you defend more, you get more chances at getting HP up or something, but I don't think that's true because I think it's just based on vitality. Like you get more HP randomly depending on how much vitality you have or something. Right, and if you use magic or guns or so, depending on how what you use, you'll gain um, stat ups for that after battles. If the enemy you're facing is a higher level, I think, or so you can you can say that, but technically, so <laughs> behind <laughs> the scenes, you... there's like a lot of uh, like a lot of a lot a lot a lot of checks, and each monster uh, has like a different value for different checks. And the two main ones that are important for like building your characters up would be spark values, and then um, just I guess monster level values. I don't remember what the proper term for that is, but for the stats, the you need to fight a monster that has a higher monster level value than your high, the highest stat you're trying to raise is, or whatever. So like if your strength is level set is at seventy, you have to fight a monster that has a higher level value than seventy to have a chance of getting a stat stat up for that stat and spark values are only applied to learning techniques and stuff yeah and then i think after 10 battles your monsters level up right is that uh am i wrong so monsters only um power up by transforming into well i'm not not talking about like the monsters on your team i'm talking about the ones you fight oh the ones you fight so Okay, so there's another behind-the-scenes thing called there's Battle a Rank. behind-the-scenes stuff that this is why this game is so such a high bounce-off rate because unless you take a lot of time Dude. to uh, research this stuff, you don't under like it's very hard to understand what the hell's going on. Yeah, it was for me. It was kind of exhilarating to kind of go through all the information that people have found and like really understand how the system works. And I feel like I've got a very good understanding of how the game actually functions, and I was able to like exploit that to like get the most fun out of the game. Like I, yes, we're kind of skipping ahead from to from uh, the overall experience, but this is probably the most fun I've had playing a game like in a couple years. Like I don't know oh, why, really? it's like, but just something in it for me. Like I was making checks, like spread le- spreadsheets, oh, yeah. checklists, all kinds <laughs> of shit. I was like, fuck yeah, let me get on this. <laughs> and uh, so the battle rank is. Um, yes, that's what I meant. Somebody, somebody can do a little bit more detailed explanation than I can, but I guess for all intents and purposes, every about 12 battles that you fight, you have a chance of your battle rank going up. If oh. the last four battles you fought are uh, enemies that are the same battle rank as you or higher, then you have like uh, 100% of chance going up. If three out of the four were the same or higher, then you have like a 75% chance. Uh, if it's two, the 50, if it's one, uh, than 25 or whatever. So if you're fighting things that are a lower battle rank than you, you won't have a good... Like, you, you won't raise your battle rank, essentially. Okay. Um, but you can't ever lower the battle rank. As far as I'm aware, like, there's nothing you can do to lower the battle rank. So once you raise it up, you're stuck at that battle rank, which is good and bad, because it's good because you need to have a higher battle rank to fight stronger monsters to level up characters. But it's bad because if you haven't been building up your characters properly or like you're trying to use characters that you haven't used at all then they're going to get their shit pushed in um unless you have good gear to put on them to give them the proper like 
offensive and defensive stats that you need to like actually survive. So it becomes like this almost like I don't want to say like self fulfilling prophecy thing where you're you're stuck with one party kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Basically, but... you pick in the first your first playthrough. Um, maybe I'd say your second, but the second one you pretty much are. There's a lot to choose from, but not really because if you, I guess there's a lot to choose from if you want to take the time to level them up. But if you don't want to waste time and like kind of have the best party, it's, there, there's not like any kind of unique character besides Asilis, um that's gonna kind of give you a benefit to having one over the other. Just doing a character you like more than the, or that's more available than the other one. I would say, right? Well, just for humans. So, yeah, um, for there, for, there is a mystic. The strongest, right? Would you? Uh, yeah. So I guess we can talk about that. So, um, in terms of like relative strength, uh, and how easily they are to be powered up, I think, uh, early game, the way it goes is it is also dependent on money. So if you have a lot of money, mechs are the easiest characters to make the strongest, the fastest, because you they get powered up with items. The more items you put on them, like equipment, the, the more stats they get, the stronger they get. Next is uh, probably Mystics, because all you have to do is be able to fight a strong enough enemy that you can absorb into their Mystic gear, and you get a bunch of stat boosts from that, and that will power up those characters. And then next is probably Monsters, because you just need to, at most, fight eight battles, where you are able, if you're really lucky, to absorb the skills that you need, and you can turn them into a really strong monster with really strong uh, abilities. That's another behind-the-scenes thing. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, last would be humans, because they are restricted to just fighting battles, and you can like get, get anywhere between one through, I think it's eight like stat points up. Uh, uh, like, one at a time, but, like, I mean, like, you can get a strength up, you can get a, a vitality up, you can get intelligence up, you can get HP, WP, JP, all at once, or you can get unlucky and only have one, or even have zero after a battle. So they take the longest to level up. But at end game, depending on how much grinding you are wanting to do, they become the strongest because they're the only uh, characters that can naturally max their stats. Right. So they also have access to uh, all the techniques that are available to them and that's like a 50 something like uh 20 something of them or i think it's more like 30 of them are like sword abilities and you got like another 20 that are martial arts abilities and they can get dodge abilities they have they can learn all the magic in the game almost um they've got gun techniques so they have the most customizable like customizability and they have the most uh like the widest array of actual like attack options like mystics are stuck with four magic slots and then three slots of their mystic gear that you absorb monster abilities in from using the gear in battle to absorb the monster. Uh, but those are most more often than that kind of like shitty abilities. And then you're just stuck with like uh, four of the nine, nine learnable magic schools with them because they can learn mystic magic. And with New Game Plus, you can have them learn world magic and then... Uh, well, I guess the normal game you can do this too because they have a gift for mystic magic. But uh, they can learn realm magic. They can learn mystic magic. They can learn. They can't learn mind. They can't master a gift from mind magic, but they can learn some. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going lot. on. <laughs> if you're listening to this and never played it, you'll have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. So I apologize, but it is. 
I mean, at least to us, it's once you start getting into it, that's that's where like, I mean, not, there's not a lot of games like this where it's like so there's so much to like figure out and get into, and that's what's the fun part is like oh now there's this it's like. I didn't play Mystics at all because I was way too into my humans, um, and I got monsters like I got the th- couple of the monsters leveled up because I needed to get them for the trophies. So I always had like Ricky and uh, what's the other Loot's friend? Uh, I can't remember his name. Thunder. Huh? Thunder. Thunder, and the other guy I can't remember. The one Cotton. Cotton. So I had those three as my main mob monsters I would always get if I needed them, but um Yeah, humans can learn all the all the magics and there's like kinda like with magic, one of the other systems is if you get one magic you can't get the other magic. Well you can, but you can't like you can't have the gift for it and so you can buy like the first four spells and then there might be three or four more other spells that you have to learn through using magic, right? And uh, Yeah, but only when you have the gift. And like that's kind of hard to understand at first because you're like, I have, I bought the magic. Why don't, why can't I buy all the magic if I have the gift? And they don't explain that you have to use the magic with the gift to get the other magic spells. So, yeah, and then you're also technically, you're supposed to be locked out from the other it's like a yin yang system where like for example like if you have light magic you can't learn shadow magic so you have to kind of normally decide okay do i want this character to have light magic do i want another character to have shadow magic do i want this person to have arcane magic do i want another person to have rune magic but there are um some exploits you can do that will bypass uh, that restriction because if you have a gift for like let's say rune magic you're able to equip a rune sword and use a rune magic from the sword itself, and the game still thinks you're casting the spell, so you're able to learn that spell, uh, a spell of that school after the battle, and I th- which is normally not pass, not possible. But I think in the, I'm not sure if this is true or not. I guess I hadn't really looked into it, but if you learn it on one playthrough, do you still have it on the second play? Like you already have it learned, right? So you don't have to get the gift to learn it again. Because New Game Plus in this lets you uh, transfer all your abilities over. So if you have, if you have gotten the gift for let's say light magic in one game and you learned all the light magic spells, then you, in the next game you decide to uh, learn shadow magic, um, you're not going to be able to because you have to in order to unless the character starts with shadow uh, abilities. Oh, actually, that one. So light and shadow is actually the one that has the restriction you can't do that with. And I think also time magic and space magic. The only ones that you're really able to do that with are um, characters that start with a gift of the opposite school. So um, a good example would be silence. In this game, he has a shadow gift, but he doesn't start with any shadow spells. So you can't, even though he has the gift for shadow magic, you can't learn light magic with him and then expect to learn shadow magic because he can't actually cast any. However, uh, another mystic, the mermaid, Masarthim or whatever, ha- starts with the gift for rune magic. So you can learn all the arcane magic with her that you can, and which is only four spells, and then really cast the spells, uh, the rune magic stuff, to get the rune magic back with her. The only people that can... Um, come in with all their spells intact are characters that start with all the spells when you, when you first recruit them. So, um, 
like characters like Rouge or anybody that has mystic magic, you can learn um, realm magic with them and it'll wipe out their mystic magic, but they start the game with all their mystic magic back or whatever. And Rouge is the only one that can learn everything if you, or does he lose it when you start the new game plus again? Like if, if you have, if you go through blue and combine yes. them, like if you start with a new game plus and use Rouge, does he still have everything or no? Yeah, so blue and Rouge, they technically get combined into one character. Uh, spoilers. And then uh, they <laughs> they uh, the game treats them as like a different character. Like they, they call it behind the scenes, it's tagged to something else. Uh, but the main base versions also get the stat bonuses and spells that the they had and the skills or whatever for some reason. So like um, part of the game, the part of the lore storyline stuff for blue is you combine with uh, Rouge after you fight him in combat win or lose your character combines and the winner is the new main character for that route uh but you also like you double your l uh, your jp and you double your intelligence uh i think it's wisdom and uh oh no it's psyche what that word intelligence psyche and it's something else concentration concentration yeah um and those gets doubled so like after if you do a blues route you and you win the duel and then you do a fuses scenario for the for blue and you go through it uh blue wins automatically or like whoever which, whichever one you pick wins automatically and they get the stats doubled again so you can have like a max power mage for almost no work really yeah like uh, and, and he has all the spells him. i'm looking at my rouge now his intelligence concentration psychics 99 <laughs> yeah and that's mad. like my it might have 250 JP, and it was just like fucking just obliterating everything. I'm like, why did I even bother making any other mage characters? Like, yeah, it's worthless. The only thing, the only drawback is he can't get access to the gift magic he got for time or space. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the game doesn't let you keep those, which is kind of bullshit because, like, I mean, yeah, but that's so overpowered doesn't fucking matter. Like, I, I always just use like whatever that light spell was most of the time, anyways. Okay. Right. Uh, the Gale Blast or whatever? Yeah. Are, are you talking about the Solar Blade? Solar. I, because the Solar Blade is like the sword you get. No, and not the, the sword. Not the sword, the magic one. Well, the unique thing, unique, unique thing about that spell is the sword you summon, the light sword or whatever. Gale Blast. It, That's what. Um, it lets you deflect attacks when you're casting magic. So, uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. And it gives you like plus 10 to all your stats just for using the spell. So. Right, but for a normal battle, you're not going to bust that out. I'm just, like, no. when you're fighting bosses, yeah, that's that's handy because it takes a turn to cast it. Yeah, I always use the Vermilion Sand spell because I thought that looked cooler than the Gale Blast thing or whatever. Well, yeah, with him I use Vermilion Sands, but everyone else uses Gale Blast. Yeah, and then it was Rouge Rouge is a human, right? Yes. Okay, so. Yeah, I used basically humans. Um, the other one I kind of used a lot was loot. I started him as just with guns, but because of guns, he learned a lot of uh, JP, I think. Yes. And so then I was like, might as well just give him magic too. So I did. So he's like kind of like a gunner mage. Okay. <clears throat> and then after a while, he maxed out all that. So I was like, I guess I'll give him a sword to... I mean, because I always had loot, you know? So... Yeah, he starts off sucking, but by the time you're done with him, like he's one of the best characters. 
So well, that's a thing with all humans, though. Like they all have the potential to become really, really good. You just have to invest a lot of time in them. And loot is one of the lucky ones because you get to use him every single fucking playthrough if you want to. Yeah. So he's never like blocked off from like you, you're not gonna invest a lot of time in like doll or something, and then go to somebody else's scenario and be like, oh shit, I don't I don't have access to this character. Yeah. The only one I wish I could have had more time, like more play with, was Red. I like Red a lot because he can get the like if he's by himself or whatever, he can transform. Yeah. That's one of the. I guess that's another one that's unique. He gets that like Power Ranger suit, basically. <laughs> I would have liked. Um, I know it's like not really realistic or whatever, but I would have liked the Al, Al Carl dude to have been like a free character for everybody. That way, you're not locked out of having one of the super character, superhero characters because uh, it's like really cool to be able to switch to like superhero mode with Red, and you can you can um, trigger that. You'll like you'll gimp yourself, but you can right. ha- take everybody out of your party, and he'll always have the option to do that. Or you just have robots in your party, um, and like there's ways to kind of manipulate that if you want to. But I think at the end of the game, when you've like powered up enough, the benefits you get from that aren't worth yeah. uh, the trade-offs of like gimping your party out. Like if your tax rate ninety nine or whatever, it doesn't matter if you transform really. So yeah. Um. <laughs> We're not even, like, close to being done with gameplay. <laughs> no. Uh, so, shit. I guess that's humans. I think we explained that pretty well, right? There's nothing else, really, to go off? I mean, I feel oh. like if you're if you're listening to this and you're interested, you'll have to do your own research anyway, so it doesn't really matter what we say. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, there's also... I guess every character has HP, WP, LP, JP. Yes. We didn't oh. talk about life points. Yes. Uh, do you start off with the, their max life points, or do they go up through the game? No, every character has six life points, uh, and I think it ranges anywhere from like six to ten, depending on the character. My T uh, T two sixty has fifteen. Well, he's a robot. So the, all, the, all the robots have, like I think Leonard the robot has like twenty or something. It's fucking okay. insane. Robots have more. So anything, anyways, life points are um, basically like. How many times you can revive before you get game over? <laughs> so it's it's very hard to get a game over because you can like die. So basically, you can die, die in battle that many times before you have to go to an inn or whatever to like get your life points back. Also, uh, if your your character is downed, so a unique thing about this game is that you don't need like a special revive item to revive your characters. You can just heal them, and they'll come back. Right, uh, but. In the on the battlefield, if they're if they have been knocked out and they keep getting hit by the enemy, they instead of like losing HP, they'll lose their life points. And if they get to zero after the battle, you can't use them anymore. Like they just there's they just stay dead dead, and you can't revive them until you go to an inn or use a sanctuary stone, I guess. Oh yeah, sanctuary stones. Yeah, the, I was reading this uh, walkthrough and I was saying like save those up for, for the platinum trophy, and I think I only used two of them. <laughs> For that last like boss rush, the boss rush, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I really did grind a lot because <laughs> I only needed two. <laughs> but um, the other things you got, so WP are are your what's that stand for? Do, do you know? Uh, technically, it stands for Waza points, which is something in Jap- Japanese version. I guess all the tech, the martial abilities are called Waza or something. And those are like all your attacking type abilities, and JP is your magic points, basically. 
So both those go up depending if you're attacking or if you're using magic. Um, or like you're a robot, like if you're a robot, all that stuff goes up based on what you equip. Um, I think actually their WP is fixed because I couldn't get T260s to ever change. Okay. And then, um, and then monsters are like very hard to kind of, I guess they're not hard, but just you have to, uh, I guess, absorb a monster you haven't before. And then you get, you get like, uh, based on how many you've absorbed, you get a ratio on their stats. And I haven't, I didn't look too much into it. So the only thing that changes with monsters is uh, prime HP, and that is dependent on how many unique abilities you've absorbed for that monster. Abilities, okay, not just monsters. Yeah, so um, you depending on the monster, you have between like 122, I think, and 125 total abilities you can absorb from monsters, and that's only because some characters don't recruit certain monsters, and they don't have access to like certain... Uh, like fights that spawn monsters that you need to absorb abilities from, so they just kind of get locked out of those chances. But every time you absorb a new ability, you get four prime HP. So the maximum prime HP you can have is something like 460 or some bullshit. But that prime HP is your character, your monster's like base HP. And then every form of monster you transform into has their own base stats. So the base like HP of that monster gets added to the character's base HP, and that's your new total HP. But the stats you get are fixed depending on what monster form you're in. Yeah. And of course, there's good monster forms and bad monster forms. And to get certain monster forms, there's better chances based on the build. Like, there's four abilities you need most of the time to change into a certain monster. And they're all different. And then every time it absorbs a different monster, it'll run a check through all those abilities to see which one you have the I think based on the top they go through that first and then go through the bottom of the list, right? Uh yeah, so there's like there's like eight positions or something. There's like head, magic, mouth, arms, legs, tail, and like the game does a check to see if you have a ability that matches a certain position. So if you have like headbutt and uh, I don't fucking know another head move off the top of my head. Like I guess, bang. Uh, like charging. Well, I think that's like a. I guess it's probably a head move. Yeah. So fang. Um, whatever one you have listed first in your ability menu is the one that gets locked in to place first, and it, it skips every other entry that could be a head ability. And so it uses those locked in abilities to, to check a couple tables to see if you have enough abilities to meet whatever monster form you are able to turn into. And if you do, you turn into that form. If you don't, then you don't. And then it keeps going to see if, like, it looks down the, the list to see if you have another matching form. And then there's also, like, different tiers that you can turn into d- depending on your your prime HP because you need a certain HP oh, yeah. threshold to turn into certain monsters. And so, like, trying to get a Black bull- Dragon, which is one of the <laughs> <it's> best... bullshit. <laughs> one of the best monsters in the game. It takes a long fucking time and... And then if you want the good moves to use as a monster, you 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 got to farm those and then you're going to keep changing back into other forms you don't like. So it's just it's a lot of work and by the as much work as you put into it, your human is way better than him anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like 
unfortunately, so the way that monster ability learning works is that each monster that you can absorb from, and this also applies to mechs a little bit, yeah, um, like has four chance or something. Yeah, there's like a there's four slots in like the behind the scenes whatever programming, um, and like in the first slot is 100 percent. The second slot is 25%. The third slot is uh, like 6%. And the fourth slot is a 3%. Um, and so the game will run, like roll a die or whatever, the RNG thing. And it'll check the fourth slot first. If you get that 3% or less number, it'll say, okay, you learn this ability. If you fail, then it moves to the third slot and does another check. And if you get that one, you learn that one, and so on and so on. But you always learn the first slot ability, like no matter what, unless you have it already, then it says you can't learn abilities. So it's a pain in the ass because a lot of monsters don't actually, like you have to figure out if you're in the right battle rank to fight this particular monster for the ability you're looking for, then you have to find that particular monster sprite. And then sometimes the monster you look for doesn't actually show up as a main monster. They only show up as assist monsters and those are random. And so like there's a couple monsters that only have uh like they randomly show up they're not part of like a main spawn and they have the only ability you can get from them and it's only from them like uh the manticore has well that's not a good one uh the lick has uh counter fear and there's also the banshee has counter fear but they're also they're both um fourth slot abilities so they only have three percent chance of learning them and the only one that spawns semi-regularly would be the Lick, because the Banshee is an assist monster, so you have to kind of be in the right battle rank and hope you find that one to show up. But essentially, you're going to be... If you if you really care about level-up monsters, or, or you're fucking stupid like me, you're going to be sitting there soft-resetting quick, and quick-saving before you fight up an encounter, and then soft-resetting for hours and hours and hours. You soft-resetted? Instead of just like, absorbing it and just running out and going back in? Well, it's faster if you... Uh, software set with um, the touchpad and L and R or whatever left the L one R one. Oh, dude! I just kept I just kept like running in and out and like getting my. I felt like I was just getting my monster stronger that way. No, you weren't actually doing anything. I mean, unless you're learning new abilities that you haven't learned before. Yeah, uh, I, was just learning, not... I was just learning like whatever I hadn't learned yet. But well, I was so... trying to get like magnetic storm, which like took a while because isn't that... yeah. So I was just like. Oh, I, I guess I haven't had that one, and I was just trying to, like, whatever I absorbed, like, because I was trying to get my base HP up at the same time, you know? Yeah. So I, fig I figure, like, at least I'm getting something out of it. And then I kept fighting, um, uh, what's that guy with, like, no head? Like, head Dolhan. Dolhan. So I kept fighting him over and over again. Well, because I did that, I got, like, four Dolhan shields, because that's a rare drop. And it's like, yeah. the best shield in the game. So, like, then all my humans had, like, a fucking badass shield, like, and they kept, like, that shield, like, blocks, like, a, I don't know, one out of every four attacks, so my <laughs> my humans are just, like, OP as fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I only was doing the, the farming when, like, I only had that one ability that I needed, and it was the last fucking slot ability, so, like, I wanted to just get it over with as fast as possible, and so for me, the fastest way was soft reset, walk into the monster... See if I, the monster I wanted to fight was there. If it was, great, fight it. Try to absorb the ability. Uh, fail, like, most of the time. And then soft reset. And if it wasn't there, just soft reset immediately. So I didn't have to worry about, like, walking back and forth or finding enemies I didn't want to fight. Yeah. And uh, I did that for five monsters, and I got all but two abilities for all those monsters. And then I kind of looked at myself in the mirror, and it was like... <laughs> 
<laughs> can't believe, can't believe I did that, but I did it. So, yeah, um, like, I did it again. never again. No, it's that was just gonna. Like, I'll have that save, I guess, and we'll always be there. Yeah, I did learn a neat trick that I haven't seen anybody like report on ever with in regards to learning human techniques. Okay, and it's uh, actually. I think it, it probably applies to every monster in the game, but I don't know what monster you would want to do it other than the, the Lamias. Um, so what I was doing was I was trying to learn... I, I, I successfully learned every technique for every character except for Captain Hamilton and Ren, ex and except for the dodges, because I wasn't too worried about that. And I, oh, was, fighting I was fighting Lamias so much that at one point I uh, was... I sat there and defended because I wanted to or, or no I was using a bowie knife or some weak ass sword and I was trying to learn like cross deflect or some bullshit and you can only learn that when an enemy attacks you with a move that's counterable and the Lamias have death grip which is a counterable move and you you don't take any damage from that if you have dodge death grip so uh, I like I had like a full suite of dodge attacks because they have like you can dodge tail, you can dodge seduction, you can dodge gaze, dodge death grip, and then dodge uh, something else um, from them. So you only end up taking like damage from one attack. Uh, and if you have a strong enough like armor on, it, it does like thirty damage or whatever. And you ca if you cast full, it, like it drops damage too. Anyway. So I was there fighting it and just hitting it like attack with a stupid fucking sword forever. And then at some point, I don't know when, I think it might have been like after 80 rounds or 100, she just kept using death grip nonstop. Like she never used any other ability. And I was able to replicate this every time I went there by just defending forever. Like I defended for like, I don't know, four minutes. And then all the, the, all the monster would use was death grip. Hmm. And the good thing about death grip attack is you have to dodge death grip so you don't take any damage. And then it's also a counterable attack. And so you just sit there and use the abilities that are counterattacks that are really, really hard to get for most characters because they don't have talent in them, which is another thing we didn't talk about, but I don't think we should, we're going to go into that. Uh... <laughs> talent, so they're so, more likely to learn it because they have talent for it. And so, I yeah, if that... If I need to re reiterate is that none of this is explained to you. Zero. No. Zero explanation. <laughs> <laughs> All this shit we've been talking about... They tell you nothing. This no. is all things. This is all internet knowledge that has been like on message boards or uh, FAQs or guides that we've like. I, I don't know how many different guides I went through or message boards or I googled it trying to figure out like how do I get this ability so I can get this trophy for this monster. You know, and it's like yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty insane. Like I, I think a lot of the data came from people like. Uh... Like you, uh, putting it on well, putting it on the um the emulator or whatever, and then doing data hacking dumps and shit or whatever to okay okay try to figure out what the fuck's going on. It's like why would they just give us the the explanations? I think people would have a lot more fun with this these type of games if they knew what the hell to do. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't understand why they go out of their way to like make things purposefully obscure, but like. You have to un like learn. You have to try to freaking learn shit, and they don't give you the opportunity to learn. Like there's games that have like mechanics that are obscure, but they don't like. They're not like super important to the game. Like everything about this game, is important, and they don't tell you shit. <laughs> it's, it's like fuck. Okay. They don't even really like. Uh, I guess in the in the PlayStation version, uh, they don't even tell you where to go. 
like at least in this one you can go to the story and I'll tell you like where to go next um in the original OG version of the game it was just like you're here you are just wander around aimlessly until you hit like talk to the right person I guess or you got you've played another character's chapter before or whatever and you're like oh I kind of re remember something they referenced being there I think I'll go check that place out or whatever it's like okay yeah Get lucky, I guess. Um, but yeah, so essentially, uh, I was just having the, the Lamia death grip me and using the really hard to normally get moves, and they would just, I would just sit there for like 10 minutes holding the X button down, uh, and they would just keep attacking automatically, and eventually I learned the move, and I'm like, wow, that was way easier than having to rely on luck to get that done. Because I guess I'll, I'll try to briefly do this talents. <laughs> um, when you're trying to learn techniques with humans, um, you have like a 1 out of 256 chance or something like that to learn an ability if they don't have a talent in it. Otherwise, it, they do checks behind the scenes comparing like spark values and all this shit and you have like at most like a 12% chance or something. It's like 40 out of 256, whatever the hell percentage that is, um, chance of learning it. And you have to, like the, the weaker early abilities like Sunder or knee split or whatever are really easy to learn. The harder abilities are obviously more difficult to learn, and you have to use sometimes different techniques to improve your chances and whatever. And it's a whole like complicated thing. Uh, and then it makes it so that some characters are better at like punching shit. Some characters are better with uh, hitting shit with swords. Some characters are sucky at both those and are really good at learning magic and guns shit. And so it gives, like, every character some, on a normal casual playthrough, some variety, I guess. So, like, you can say, oh, well, I'd rather use a, good, a character that's good with swords or whatever, and they learn swords skills faster, so you know to use them for sword abilities. But, like, again, none of this is really described anywhere. Like, there's no status screen that says, hey, this guy is a sword user, or this person's good with fists, weapons, or whatever the fuck. They're so just like, go fuck yourself. The only hint you get is uh, sometimes you'll get characters that already have, like, the skills on them. So I guess you just continue with the skills. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, one more. Th I think another thing we're forgetting is, or we haven't mentioned yet, is uh, depending on what weapons or magic abilities you have on, you can be, like, I was like master of it or something. You'll get, like... Oh, yeah. You get a crown. And that's only... So that does, that does a couple things. Um, if you are, and that's just relying on if you have six, uh, like weapon abilities equipped, you get a crown for that. And if you have six magic abilities equipped, you get a crown for that. Uh, but if you if you have a crown and you equip, but like if it's a melee crown or a weapon crown and you equip a, a, one spell, you lose your crown. Yeah, it's got to be you have to you have that character specifically devoted to that attack style or whatever. And so and your, it doesn't your LP. Uh, I think there's no not not. LP. The JP? JP's uh, requirement goes down. So you can get a couple things that have like zero, so you won't use up any JP, and so you kind of want to have at least one of those moves. So when you're just fighting random mobs, you don't uh, have to like go rest up when you're grabbing. Yeah. It does help. Okay. It also makes it so it, like, it doubles your learning rate for stuff you have talent in too, okay. if you care about that. Also, um, we didn't mention yet that each character can equip four weapons and four like uh, 
Defensive items? Huh? I would just say defensive items, because it's like armor, accessories. But they count shields as a weapon, so... <clears throat> um, you can put, like, four uh, swords on a, on a, someone, or two swords and a gun and a shield. And so when you're in battle, you can, you can I guess, toggle over to the sword and use the abilities for the sword... Or you toggle over the gun, use abilities for the gun. Um, or if you have magic, you, that's also on there. Or if the armor has like an ability, you can use that ability. That's <laughs> so there's a lot going. There's a lot of good stuff going on in this game. Other thing is like if you have a powered or a suit on, you can't equip anything else. Or you can equip helmets and shoes and armor, or uh, like necklaces, I think, or amulets i guess you would call them. i guess that's what they are yeah so i mean there's a lot of like restrictions like if you do this you can't do that type of thing which is also not explained <laughs> you just gotta figure it out yeah so i can there's a lot there's a lot of you gotta be very i guess understanding or know what you're getting into when you start getting into this game or else you will like i like the bounce rate is probably pretty high on these type of games because everyone's like, "What the fuck?" and be like, "There's a lot of people I know, uh, Travis being one of them." That's like, "Fuck this, I'm done," you know, and don't give it the time of day. Where it's if they would maybe explain it a little bit better, uh, I think a lot more people would play this type of game. Yeah, I think it's one of those surface level like. It's a game that it's like, oh, I don't understand it, so the only thing I have to do to to win is grind. And so that's what a lot of people leave the game with. It's like, oh, it's a game where you just grind and then you win. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, because it, once you, you understand could, the mechanics, you could do that, but that's not the fun part. It's like figuring out what you want in a character and then grinding for that is the fun part, I think. Yeah, like there is some grinding you have to do because you do have to build up characters. For the most part, unless you're playing like robots or you're playing mystics or whatever like depending on what your your goal is how fast you want to get through the scenario and there's, uh, there's a way to get like unlimited money so money is not an issue once you figure that out yeah which you could stumble into i guess but you'd have to be exploring a lot and there's like oh this town sells gold and this town sells gold and then you go yeah it's one it's one of those things where an average player won't find it because unless you're specifically looking to explore the game you have no reason to go to the town that sells the gold bars right there there's no story reason to go that that the town is there yeah apparently it was supposed to be part of loot storyline but they ran out of time or whatever okay anything else uh, you play um we haven't covered yet no i think we kind of <laughs> i think we kind of were thorough with it I mean, combat uh, is just turn-based. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about how combat works. Um, so, like, it's a typical JRPG. Like, you get to an encounter. The monsters are on the overworld, so you can you can kind of dodge them most of the time if you don't want to fight. Um, but when you get into an encounter, um, you choose the options that, of, like, you, what you want your characters to do. And then I guess it rolls, like, RNG behind the scenes, and it goes, like, a plus or minus to your mobility stat, and that determines the turn order for that round. And your characters will do their actions, the monsters will do their actions, and you pick your actions again. Uh, but there is a thing where some abilities can, uh, 
be comboed together, and you can have like a max of five, like because that's you have five characters stacking, and think a minimum of two. And the the benefit of doing a combo attack is that it always hits. So if you're using an attack that would normally would miss, um, it's not going to, and it does increase damage by a factor of how many moves are in the combo. But it's so like it's also random because like everyone doesn't. Everyone's attack speed is calculated like every battle, right? So sometimes like you attack first, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Just... And so sometimes if your characters aren't fast enough, at, like they don't have a matching speed, they won't combo. Yeah. Even though you're using moves that would normally combo. So. So it's kind of like a, the combo system is like pretty random unless you like use like the everyone uses the exact moves that will combo. So it's kind of. There's like a five hit combo, but it's like all the same move or something like that. Uh, not necessarily. There's like there's two tables or something. Again, more bullshit. <laughs> Where like and there's like uh, there's some, there's moves that combo really well together, but they don't combo well with other moves. And then there's moves that don't combo with the same move, but they combo well with other moves. And then there's like other restrictions and shit. And it's just. Another thing where you have to like do research and be like, oh, I should have these moves. These moves are good because they combo. Um, <laughs> and then I guess since we're talking about combat shit, uh, like in the normal JRPG, you have an item option. Uh, in this one, you can't. You don't have an item option. You have to actually equip the item into your character's melee slots if you want to use an item. Unless you have a backpack. Yes, then you can use any item in your, that you have. But you only have one backpack in the game, as far as I'm aware. Oh, really? I guess I never looked into that. Yeah, I never use items. I really give shit. Yeah, so. I don't really use items that much either. But then there's a there's a couple times I did because for reason I don't know, maybe it's like starting a new uh, new game off. I don't know. I know I used it a couple times. But I, I don't remember why. Well, I equipped the backpack on my very first file when I had nothing else. And I was like, well, I guess I'll put this on. And then I, I quickly got more back. shit. I and I was, was like, well, I guess I don't need the backpack anymore. I think you can buy more at the, at the sh at uh, some retail shop. I'm pretty sure. Okay, if you say so, I've never looked it up. Because I know I just, one uh, of the things like to get a trophy is that you had to buy one of everything. Yeah. So. From every single shop, well, it's not just specific, specifically one of everything. It's every item in every shop. So some right. shops sell the same items, and you have to still buy the item again. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I just some of the trophies are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think I just went and like I got everybody light magic and then, uh, excuse me, mind magic, and then that was the only healing I needed. Gotcha. Because you get like a starlight heal and then uh, mind. Fuck. Oh, that's uh, that's the one, healing I one. That I didn't like. Uh, I didn't about gameplay. As you can get, there's items that will restore your WP, but not your JP. Oh, it's, you have the other way around. It's yeah, JP, but not WP. So, like, you can basically, if you have magic, you can keep, like, reloading that up, but the basic attack stuff will run out. That's why it's good to have a zero, one that costs zero. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we've pretty much covered it. All right. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I guess we kind of pretty much said our likes and dislikes already, but I guess we could summarize. Um, uh, <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to like boil it all down, but I think 
I mean, I like the how complex the system is, uh, but I don't like how it's not explained at all. I think that yeah. boil it down to the most basic like dislike. It's like it's very fun and engaging once you understand what you're doing, but to understand what you're doing is not fun or engaging. <laughs> Uh, but like, once you do, for... once you do get to it, though, it, I, I mean, I, I mean, spent hours playing this game, and I was like enjoying it. I was, couldn't wait to play it. I was like, I can't wait to build it. And the stories were good or short enough where I was like, I'm ready to do. The, I'm doing this one tonight. You know, like you do it a day or two days. And you're like, I'm gonna get through loot today. I'm gonna get through this guy today. Um, and build up my characters while I'm doing it. So it was like fun both ways so yeah. i i loved it i mean i love the gameplay so i think i'm gonna give it four and a half okay i mean i really really had a lot of fun i mean the gameplay is the this game like i said the story isn't great but it's not bad either um yeah but just because it's not really explained i don't have to take a half point away like you I mean, that is the reason, like, I, I played this game when it first came out, I think, or at least around that time I rented it, and I remember, like, not knowing what was going on or what to do, and I was like, I had probably some other games I wanted to play, and I just never came back to it. I was like, this is that, that dumb game. <laughs> so, I would say if you like uh, gameplay and that kind of stuff that we were talking about, like, you should definitely give it a shot. Because it's a uh, you can you can definitely get a lot out of it, and the more you put in, the more you get out. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like I'm right there with you. Like it's just the only thing I, I fault the game for in the gameplay department is it's not not they, they don't explain anything, and you're it's one of those things where you like you said you're left to just figure it out and like yeah, good it's luck. not like it's not like very intuitive. It's not like oh if you do this to get to this, it's like trial and error. It's like yeah. It, it was from the times where I guess they expected people to like play the game and then go talk to their friends about it and be like, oh, I figured this out, or do you have anything? Let's experiment with this and try to figure that out or whatever. But uh, with the advent of mass internet communication, you can just do that from your home. <laughs> you can be playing the game and be like, hey, let me go check some forums out or some facts or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, and it improves the experience dramatically. Like I think, without the resources out there uh, to actually understand the game, I still would have given it like a two and a half. But because I was able to, like, really deep dive into this and not have to spend a lot of like personal time. Well, I guess I still I spent a lot of personal time doing research, but I didn't spend as nearly as much as I would have if I oh really was God. like everybody else to have to like fucking dig through shit like par like try to parse random fucking shit out or whatever these people did yeah like there's no way i would have had the 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 willpower to do that so uh yeah i mean i'm also gonna give it a four and a half uh just because it, like you like you the minus 0.5 is because it's they obfuscate everything and they don't tell you anything and it's a, it's a detraction but i don't know Without having like an actual like I don't know like a fucking tutorial or like a just another menu screen where it's like hey let me explain everything here's a text dump that I feel like ninety percent of people won't even look at in the first place like I don't know how they would fix that with 
the, what the problem is, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time for our first musical break, then. Um, as has become custom, it will be the main theme. And I'm not sure which one he's. we're going to put in here. I'm guessing the main like menu theme. Because I, I think there's a different theme, like main theme for the game. Uh, I guess I'm not sure. Everyone sounds the best. <laughs> hey, that works for me. Or whatever one you uh, paste in the notes. Uh, well, I'm not pasting one in the notes. So you just but, pick whatever one you want, I guess. Uh, I guess that's what I'll do. <laughs> Alrighty, so that was a theme. Maybe the main theme. I hope it was good. <laughs> um, I guess that's story time. So, uh, there are technically only seven storylines. Um, Fuse gets to revisit every character's, uh, every other character's storyline, and he adds uh, more depth. It actually like explains some of the questions you have in the other storylines. Yeah, um, gives you another perspective too on it, I guess. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was a very new, like, welcome kind of addition. I ended up doing, um, like, I would do, like, I did, like, Reds, and then I did Fuse's uh, case, and then I did Amelia, and then I did Amelia's case. And that helped me kind of, like, oh, I should have done it like figure that. out the fucking story a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
because I, I I would have done all the stuff for Fuse last, but I was kind of like I, when I was doing research, people were like, oh well, when you do uh, Fuse stuff and you've done everybody else's story first, it's kind of like you get a random case. I'm like, I don't really want to do that, and people were saying like it adds some extra plot elements to the, the storyline. So oh, I was man, like, well, I've done that now. Let me, that sounds so much better because I didn't do all the Fuse ones. Oh, you only did like a couple? Yeah, I only did a few, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't really. I guess I only, only the ones I cared about." So after that, I was like, "Yeah, I don't really care about loot." Yeah, that makes sense. Loot's was shitty, just like his main scenario. But <laughs> I'm, I don't. Even, I still don't even know what happened in Loot's story. I'm like, he's he's like the kid of like a the general or something i don't uh yeah so i guess uh so they tell they tell you a little bit more in fuse scenario but i guess we can kind of go through everybody um yeah, so uh loot uh it's his main scenario i guess do you want to explain how like how like you just pick from a script like on the main screen and uh that's the story you start with and then it kind of just goes into it that way Okay, so when you load up the game, like you're graded to this splash screen of uh, seven characters kind of just hanging out near this like shrine fountain thing. And uh, you pick one to start the game as, and uh, then you play through that character scenario. Um, so the seven characters you have to choose from first are Acellus, the half mystic, uh, Blue, the. Uh, Wizard, technically, I guess. Uh, Amelia, the supermodel. Loot, the wandering bard. Red, the teenage boy turned superhero. Uh, Ricky, the Lummox monster. And T260, the uh, ancient robot. And uh, robots in this game are called mechs, so they I, will, I may use them interchangeably. Just yeah, clear I, that up. I thought the mech one was going to be the worst one, but actually I, th- I think I like that one almost the best. Yeah, it definitely had like the most. It was like a like a mystery kind of storyline, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's gonna happen next?" Yep. Uh, whereas a lot of the other ones were kind of just like uh, go somewhere, see a cutscene, some people do some talking, and then it's like, "Oh, maybe fight something and keep moving." And I'm like, mm, "All right, yep, whatever." Um, yeah. So I guess uh, loot. Well, I guess I'll do. Well, I guess I'll do ABC order, which is how you have it listed here, which is fine. Um, so Acellus was a formerly human girl who was run over by this uh, mystic ruler named Orluge's cart carriage when they were chasing a runaway mystic named Ray. And for some reason, they gave the girl a solace because they ran her over and she was dying. They like, gave her a blood transfusion with Orluge's blood and the red human blood and the blue mystic blood mixed and made her blood purple and turned it into a half mystic right and this is where and... this is the kind of story where it's, it's like maybe it's a more of an homage to vampires but it's kind of vampire feels like to me because they like yeah coffins and all this other kind of stuff yeah they like i've got that like uh like victorian era dress for everybody and there's like roses fucking everywhere and the music's like very like Castlevania not, type thing, maybe. Like, not classical, but it's like it has that Victorian era feel kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So like, she wakes up in a coffin at the start of the game, and she's like, "Where the fuck am I? What's going on?" And this guy comes in. He's like, "Oh wow, humans 
don't sleep very long, huh? And you're like, what the fuck's going on? And she kind of slowly learns, like, after talking to the people in the castle, that she's in Fasatanaru, I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, which is the land, the realm of mystics. And uh, she finds out that she was killed and then brought back as a half-mystic, and she cannot die because she gets, like, stabbed by one of the other mystics, I guess, as a test. And there's that whole, uh, like, hierarchy thing I, m I mentioned before. Where like Orluge was like the highest tier mystic, so he's got all kinds of power, and the only person that could banish him would be someone of com comparable power that's a mystic. So she can't be killed. A subleth can't be killed by anybody except Orluge. Um, and she kind of like just meets all the other mystics that are there. And the way this kind of works is Orluge is a tyrant, and he's kind of like enslaved every other mystic, as far as I'm aware, and. Uh, like rules them with like an iron fist and like just pretty much just like kills anybody when he feels like it on the, and like kidnaps people and shit. Um, but essentially, uh, you you end up meeting like some too. Like the, I guess I'd understand that. Like there's a human part of the town that's like gated off. Yeah, I guess like they've they've enslaved this like town with that had humans in it and they make them do shit for the castle people like I, this one girl is and that her shopkeeper have been making it clothing for centuries or some shit decades for these these mystics it's not i don't really get it <laughs> it's like uh it's just one of those things where like this is how the world is and then they're not gonna bother explaining like how it got there and yeah, like all the dynamics thing, because it's that... not sorry oh you're fine the what you thing I didn't understand was like each. I thought everything was just a different town, but it's really just a. It's actually another planet, right? All these different places you go to. I guess, I don't know where they say that in the game. Well, uh, I think but... they, well, I, well, they don't say it, but like when I was reading something, they're like, well in blue scenario like where you travel like where you teleport like each of the orbs is a different planet right and that's where you go to apparently <laughs> but there's like a planet that's nothing but city like a city skyscraper so i'm like when they said realms i just assumed it was countries yeah because that made sense to me yeah and like when you're doing the fast travel with like the the ship or whatever uh, like you just kind of like fly through a blue background, and I thought that was like just the sky and the moving fast. Right, not space. So, yeah, I was like, oh fuck. When I when I read that, it was like different planets. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, if you say so. And that kind of explains the whole Tanzer creature thing. Right, it makes sort of. it makes things more. It's more understand. Like you understand different things better when you when you understand that because it's like yeah. The whole like the whole robot scenario, like that makes more sense now. Definitely. So, anyways, keep going. And also, like it uh explains why like they say there's like this friction between the realms and stuff, but there's like no all-out war. And I'm like, you feel like, and then, and then each realm has like different, very very different aesthetics and like different like uh like politics, I guess like uh, economies or whatever. The fuck. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the worlds feel very different like that's why it's it was weird because i feel like they could be different countries but then it's also different planets and then like 
It's like whatever. It's ultimately it does I don't think it really matters if it's a different planet or a different country. They're just different locations that you don't actually like walk to right. or anything like that. You have to take a pl- uh, a spaceship to get there, I guess. Yep. Which is also a weird thing cuz like you have like a couple ships that are like actual like pirate ships and I'm like are they swimming in the water? <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? And maybe those so, are the ones between uh, that's on the same planet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, but uh, anyway, so um Acellus like doesn't want to be there in this castle thing obviously cuz she's like I want to go back home. Uh, and you can't blame her. Uh, also, it's been like I think 13 or 14 years or something like that since she was killed. So uh, she's been sleeping in a coffin for this whole time. Because and... I played Red Snails first, and like he recognizes her, but her hair color is different. And but he's yeah, like, I, and she's the same age. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I was a kid, and you're the same age." And it was like some throwaway line, but I didn't like you don't know. Like I played Red first, so I didn't understand. So... Yeah, and also. He doesn't believe that she's the real Acellus because he's like, that's fucking impossible. Oh, okay. Like, he just looks and like, so, he just thinks she looks like her, her or something. Yeah, she, he's like, you're not the Acellus I know, whatever. And she's like, no, I know you. You're Dr. Otokani's kid or whatever. And he's like, uh, okay. Well, you're going to help me fight these pirates or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, uh, Acellus uh, is able like befriends this princess white rose who's like the nicest mystic like every every one of these mystics has like a fucking personality trait or whatever and they're like oh i'm the best warrior i'm the nicest i'm uh, whatever the fuck and that i i don't know if that's like a thing with the mystic society or what but uh acellus befriends princess white rose and they manage to escape and a new addition to the remaster is that you can actually escape three different ways Mm. The original way is you just like uh, go on this dude's ship and you leave, I guess. You get smuggled on the ship. Uh, the second way is uh, to jump into the furnace thing uh, that, I guess, exists under the Fasted Tenaru place. And then um, I think the third way is like actually legit being smuggled onto the plane. Instead of just like going onto the plane for a ride, you like sneak in. Or something. I don't know. I never. I didn't do that route. I just did the escape in the furnace one because I wanted to try something that wasn't in the original. I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you escape, and depending on where you go, you can do different, uh, like extra activities. Like if you, I guess, if you do the normal way, you just show up in Omi, and then uh, if you do the furnace way, you show up in Mos Mosperberg. And you talk to Virgil a little bit and explain your scenario or situation. He sends you back. And then the last one, I can't remember where it takes you, but you like talk to somebody there too, and then you make your way back to Omi. Um, but then you gotta, you gotta you kinda go through her plot. Like you go through Omi and you like free this uh, kidnapped mermaid, and then you leave and you kinda do just other random junk until you uh, get some cutscenes that are like uh, or Luge is like, alright, they've had their fun like being free or whatever, but I want them back. So uh, Tiato was the guy it was like his like right hand man, I guess or whatever. Uh, it's the guy that stabbed you earlier. Like, makes these shadow clone things, and they come out of him. And uh, then you, you go on random parts of the world, and you fight these sages, and you kill them. And then uh, they wake up Princess Lion, 
and you have to fight her. And then after you, you do that, you fight Siato, and you kill him, and then you get sent to this, like, dark labyrinth thing that you have to make your way out of, which is like an infinite door labyrinth that apparently everybody just gets stuck in there and they die normally. But you, uh, you need a sacrifice to escape, and Princess Rose sacrifices herself and to let Acellus escape, I guess. Which is pretty shitty if you uh, built her up all game and then you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Like, you get her, like, she's your first character you get, and it's so, like, I can only imagine if this is, like, your first break playthrough, <laughs> and she's, like, your second best character, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, fuck, I guess I gotta find someone else. She's typically built as a healer, too, so if she's your only healer, you're like, oh shit. What the hell do I do now? And all you get is a stupid uh, monster that you never use again. Oh yeah, fuck that thing. What a shitty monster. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's the only it's the only monster I didn't use. Isn't he like a radish or something like that? Yeah, like a his name's Red Turnip. Turnip. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he, like he's like he's talking mad shit too when you talk to him. Like, oh, we're gonna be stuck here forever, you fucking losers. And then you leave, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm coming too. Like, fuck you, stay in there. I'll take White Rose back. Um, so like you get out of there and, uh, Acellus decides that, I, I guess it's hinted at in like the Japanese version that they like are in love with each other or something. Um, but she's like, I can't let her go. Like, I can't let her do that. She's my friend. And you end up, uh, going back to the castle and you fight or lose to free everybody from his tyranny. And depending on how you raised Acellus, you can get one of three endings. You can get the pure human ending, the half-mystic ending, and the full-mystic ending. And I prefer human characters, and I had raised Acellus up as a human character uh, on previous character playthroughs a little bit. And I thought the mystic ability sucked ass anyway, and I didn't want to have to like try to fucking mess with that. Because when, as she's, she's a half-mystic, and you have to use her... Like, one of her mystic abilities in battle for her to turn half-mystic first or something. And I never even bothered with that shit. Yeah. Um, so apparently, if you do the human route, which is what I did, she she grows old. Like, she frees everybody from Orlusia's power, gives up the mystic blood thing, and she grows old and dies and, like, has a family and shit. Apparently, if you're half-mystic... Uh... Oh, also, the, the ending depends on whether you free Gina or not. And Gina is the... So seamstress chick that makes your clothes at the beginning of the game hmm. and you have to save her from a griffin because one of the character evil mystic characters turns into turns her into a griffin and you have to fight and defeat the griffin to save her life right you have to like and, cha like turn the mirror or something so it opens the door so you can fight her right yeah yeah so if you do that then you free her from her curse and depending on what route you're on she like it changes the fucking ending and shit but uh, I think the half mystic ending is like she, like, has a relationship with Gina, and then like Gina dies, and you are at her grave, just kind of like reminiscing over her life and your life together or whatever. Um, but then, the the only interesting ending is like the worst ending, and that's the full mystic ending because uh, Asellus gets corrupted by the Orlusia's blood, and she becomes an even worse tyrant over the mystics than he was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, and if you do Fuse's scenario, you get a little bit more information about like how everything works, like with the, the whole mystic 
world or whatever and how important the Celis is. And the, the only ending you get, which I guess is the true ending, then it would be is the half mystic ending mm. by default. But it's a little bit different because instead of doing anything with Gina, she just like is on the throne with White Rose and Zosma is there too or something. Or how do they say White Rose? They send. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this. Oh, I don't think she even gets stuck in there. Yeah, she doesn't even get stuck in the Dark Labyrinth. Um, so you get sucked into the Dark Labyrinth as Fuse. And some random mystic shows up, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? I'm gonna kill you!" And then the red turnip dude's like, "Hey, we gotta go now!" And he like pushes you out the door or something, the exit. And Fuse is like, "What the fuck happened?" And he's like, "Oh, we needed a sacrifice to get out of there, so that poor mystic is stuck in there forever." And you're like, "Uh, all right, sucks to be her." <laughs> so Asalus and uh, White Rose never even go with the dark labyrinth. Okay, but it doesn't make sense why that mystic came in when they're after you. So no, no, I guess he, like he was sent by Orlu, or it was sent by Orlu's to stop you or something, and get stuck in there too. It, like it, it's not really explained, but gotcha. it's just like one of those convenient plot things that happen. Gotcha. It's like, all right. Uh, yeah, and that's so that's a solo story. Um, I guess next we'll do Blue, and Blue has kind of a interesting plot line, kind of, but. It, it's not really expanded on in any meaningful way. And it's like a ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so I guess you didn't play his fuse file then, because uh, they, they actually they give you the ending in the fuse file, I which think is I dumb. Did, I just don't really remember. I just remember like okay. freeze frame Rocky style. <laughs> yeah, like you deal. fight the end boss, and it's like the end. Like oh, the, you don't even like it. Doesn't even like show you beating the boss. It's like freeze. That's it. You don't know if you yeah. beat him or not. It's just game over. It. Yeah. Um, so Blue is a mage that's fresh out of like Mage Academy, and he is told that his quest is to go out and collect every gift for every magic that he can, and he is told that he is, has a destined prof- prophesized fight between him and his twin brother Rouge, and whoever survives, oh shit, uh, is the one that like gets to be the grand wizard but like the great magician the greatest magician ever so i think it's like there's a prophecy that they need someone to have all the magic and uh whoever wins gets to is gonna be like the one that protects them because there's a bad thing coming or something yeah, but i don't think they like say that specifically until like you actually win the fight and you're like oh oh is it that is that right okay i can't remember yeah, i think you're, i think you're just told that you have to fight your brother to become the best magician or whatever and win there's no, they but, have to kill your brother. Yeah, kill him. And they, but they don't say like you, whatever happens. They don't say what happens happens. They just kind of like oh, you got to kill your brother. Yeah, become the best magician, and that's how we're doing yeah, things now. Okay. It's like all right, so you go out and you like lose an asshole, and he just like goes and like takes the gifts from people and shit. Like so, you 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 choose either between arcane gift or the rune gift first, and you get those. Then you do light and shadow, oh, and you get that like, gift. You're the time mage. I'm just gonna kill you for your magic. <laughs> yeah, like so. Then you choose between the time mage and the, the space monster because uh, they both have the gift. And yeah, like you just I, I I did the time mage. I did time lord. So I'm not quite sure what the the uh, like the dialogue and stuff is for Kylan. But apparently uh, Travis was doing that path, and he was getting his ass pushed in, and he wasn't very happy about it. So I guess it's a hard fight. Um, but I was, I also was built up and I, like, I think I did blue last. 
So or second to last, and uh, even though he was like underpowered, I all my other characters just beat the shit out of Time Lord. So yeah, but yeah, like you go up to Time Lord and like you do the whole quest, and you get to the end, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm here to kill you because I need your gift." Time Lord's like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> you find him and you kill him, and you get the gift of time magic, or or you do space magic if you do Kylan or whatever, and then you go. Immediately, as soon as you leave the place, you're like, all right, time to fight Rouge. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't quite ready yet, but I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, so you do this one-on-one duel with Rouge, and depending on how well you've built up your blue character, uh, you'll either like just sweep the fucking floor with them, or you may have some of what of a challenge, but um, you both fight each other until you exhaust your life point totals, and I think that's seven for each of them. I think it's less for blue if you did the Time Lord route because you have to spend one life point to buy a sand vessel to get into the Time Lord domain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just beat the Shadow Rouge six, seven times and then you uh, win and you fuse into one guy and you're like, oh wow, I was actually Blue Rouge the entire time. They just, somebody split my body and soul or mind in half or whatever. And I guess they did that to create the uh, ultimate position because you can only have one type of magic at a time. So the whole plan was to have this person be able to get like all the magic in each one of their halves and then fuse together to get all the magic and become the greatest magician. Yep. Which is what they succeeded in doing. And then you go back to Magic Kingdom uh, and uh, it's destroyed. And you're like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And you fight some like undead creatures, and you eventually find a bunch of like people that are dead and half dead, and you talk to one of them, and they're like, oh yeah, the gate to hell, which is conveniently located under Magic Kingdom, opened, and all these monsters, demons, and shit came out and started destroying the place. So you, it's your duty, duty as the greatest magi- magician to stop them. Which and you're like, the whole, oh. The whole point was to do it before it opened, but I guess you were just too late. Yeah. Um, and then, like, on your way down into the hell, you, like, find the experimental room where they were doing experiments on babies. And you find, like, oh, this is where they split my by self in two or whatever. And they're doing it to other people, too. And I got to put a stop to this or whatever. Then you fight your way into hell and you fight uh, the hell lord, which is, like, the last boss. And hell is, like, weird because it's made up to look like heaven. So I, I guess that was some commentary on the devs' behalf or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, like you fight, there's angels flying around, and then you fight them, and they're like demon creatures and shit. And it's like, okay, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, like you fight the last boss and you kill it, and uh, as so whatever character does the last hit, it like like uh, Kevin says, it freeze frames and rolls credits. It's like it's a there's like a whole the end, and then does the roll credits, and you're like, okay. So, like, in the original game, that was it. There's no... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you okay, you won. All right, what the but fuck? did you win? But then... Because I guess exactly. the, the thing is they tricked you. Like, whoever was at that gate was, wasn't really half dead or something. And then, like, once you go into hell, like, he locks the gate behind you or something. Or am I... About all that. I thought I read something. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure, but in Fuse's file, uh, you have the option between choosing blue or rouge, and depending on who you choose, uh, it changes the ending uh, because they're a different main character 
or whatever. And uh, if you choose blue, you fight the hell spawn, hell lord or whatever, and you win. And everybody escapes out of hell, and they go back. And blue becomes the grand like uh, president or whatever the word is for the magic school. And he's like, I'm going to rebuild Magic Kingdom and make sure that... Uh, like, this kind of stuff never happens again, and we stay protected or whatever. But if you choose Rouge as the main character, he wins the duel, and he absorbs blue, and you kill the Hell Lord. And then uh, at the end, Fuse is like, so what are you going to do? And Rouge is like, yeah, fuck this place. I'm going to go exploring. And he just goes off on an adventure and lives his best life. There we go. It's like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> like, good for you, man. There's no way in hell I'd fucking work with these fucking assholes again. Nice. They split my brain it my mind into and shit like nah um all right so next we got amelia and she is a uh model that is dating a cop and if you play red's story you can see them on the airship he's on uh at the very very beginning and she's trying to convince him to or convince her boyfriend to stop being a cop because he's never home and he's always doing dangerous shit. So, surprise, surprise, when you do her scenario, she's coming home from something and uh, goes to the into the bedroom because she's expecting her boyfriend, Ren, to like answer the fucking door or whatever, and he doesn't. And she goes into the bedroom and finds his corpse on the ground, and there's some weird joker dude like laughing and saying like she killed or he killed him or whatever, and then she like leaves. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? And then, like, the cops come in and arrest her. Uh, oh, no, she calls, like, 911 or whatever the equivalent of it is and tries to get help. And I guess ends up picking up the gun in the process that he has. I guess there's, like, bullet, bullet wounds in the guy, but the boyfriend. They don't really, like, explain this too well, but she gets ends up getting thrown into prison for life for murder of a cop because Fuse is going hard on her. And while she's there, she meets some delinquents who are like, hey, you want to get out? There's a a test or whatever that the warden does to get people to go free. If you make it to this uh, ruin monolith thing at the end of the, or at the center of the jail, you can get out. So she works with these girls, and they go and get freedom. And then you come to find out they're actually like a resistance group that's uh, is fighting against Trinity, which is like, I don't know exactly what Trinity is, but my best guess, or my best, um, I guess, deduction is like, they're like a, I thought they were like, before I knew that every realm was a different planet, I thought they were just like a, like a central government kind of thing for every country, like kind of like a NATO or the UN or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but they were kind of like evil, doing bad shit, and like uh, like turning the more like tyrants with the whole governance thing. But apparently, I guess they're like a space union government thing or whatever. Like it's the same function. Like they kind of every realm has to like re report to them or something, and they have like ultimate control. Like even the police that like Fuse works for have to report to Trinity apparently. Um, but you are working now with this like anti-trinity group because they're actually bad people or whatever and you do these missions 
as Amelia and her your new found friends, and you eventually find you could. There's a point where you go to Baccarat, which is like this big casino world, and you can. This is where you can get one of two endings. You can either find Joker in the gnome place, where I guess he's bribing the gnomes for information about Cube, whatever the fuck Cube is, and you can either like chase him down there, or you can just leave. If you leave, you get the good ending path, apparently. And if you chase him down, you fight another boss because it's a trap. And when you beat the boss, you find this phantom pendant thing or whatever. And you figure out that uh, there's something going on with the Joker, this Joker character. Like, he may not actually be what he appears to be. And uh, then you continue on with the story. And you infiltrate Trinity Base. And you, because you find out, I guess you get word that Joker's been working with the leaders of Trinity to find Cube or whatever the fuck Cube is. So you infiltrate Trinity Base and you kind of... What is Cube? Do you know? I think it's like just some like energy source or something. They don't really get specific. I have no idea. Like they just mentioned Cube a couple times and it's not really touched on anywhere else. Gotcha. To my knowledge. Okay. Um... So, yeah, you do this Trinity-based shit. You meet Mondo, who's, like, the new leader of trinity Base. Well, the first time you go in, there's, like, some weird fucking monster-looking dude, and he's, like, getting sex slaves and shit, and then you get him arrested somehow. Uh, and then he get or he gets overthrown by Mondo. Something happens, but Mondo's this new uh, leader of trinity Base, and you talk to him, and he's, like... Yeah, you got to do deal with Joker for me because he's becoming a pain in my ass because he keeps asking about Cube and all this shit. And he tells you where to go and find him. And it's like this old abandoned chapel in York land. For some reason, he's there. So you go there, and when you go into the chapel, uh, your character's like, I was supposed to get married in a place like this. And all her friends are like, oh, you still have your wedding dress? And for some reason, she's been carrying her wedding dress around <laughs> her entire life. Whatever. And so you turn... I feel like Amelia's the most, like, doesn't make sense story. Like, nothing adds up, and it's just a bunch of shit thrown together. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, it might just be a translation she's... thing, because... I mean, you're going to get to it here in a second, but... Like, the whole Joker-Ren thing does not, like... It... Keep going. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense in her storyline. It's super fucking weird. Like you, like I had I had kind of a suspicion about what was going on, but I wasn't like they don't really tell you outright like what the fuck's happening. Um, yeah, it's like, but so essentially, if, she, if she's accused of murder and like Ren's death, but then Joker is Ren, whose body was that? Yeah, so they they tell you that in the few storyline, like, <laughs> version. So. In Amelia's main scenario, like you, fu- you go into this church, and then there's like this thing falls out of the fucking ceiling called Diva, and you fight it. And I'm, I don't know what the fuck. They don't explain what the fuck it is. Like it just shows up, and you kill it, and then Joker comes out. Uh, the whole the whole church starts burning down, and Joker shows up. And Amelia, if you're on the good ending, can't shoot him because uh, some there's uh, like a voice line that says something about like the mask. Yeah, you shoot his mask like, off. And you shoot his mask off, and you save his life. Um, and the bad ending... <laughs> What's that? Then you get married. And everyone... Yeah. Everyone, she has a wedding dress, everyone has suits. Yeah, and you get, like, a little picture that's showing everybody happy that yeah. she's married. 
Um, in the bad ending, apparently, I guess you just shoot his shoot his ass, <laughs> and yeah, then you go. I don't know. And you go out, and you keep. She keeps trying to be a secret agent with the people, but they're like, "No, nah, you're not really cut out for this life. Sorry, we don't want you here anymore." And uh, she leaves the group. Well, also, like the whole time in the Amelia story, they keep putting like she's basically like a sacrificial lamb. Like they make her infiltrate the base by herself and some other crap. Like you know, basically. Yeah, I don't really get that. Yeah, like the Rufus dude, the leader, is always like, uh, yeah, we know you're like a new rookie trainee dude, but we need you to go do this super dangerous thing. Thanks. <laughs> and then, like, they kind of gaslight her into doing shit, too. Like, they're like, well, I guess you really don't know want, want to figure out what happened. And she's like, oh, no, I do. And they're like, well, then you gotta do this. And she's like, okay. Guess I'm fucking doing this now. Right. And like, and they always have her do, like, because she's a supermodel, they have her do, like, shit, like, get dressed up as a bunny girl at a casino, or, like, where... You're gonna this, take part of the like, fucking wrestling arts tournament. <laughs> yeah, like, and then she's got dressed up as, like, a fucking luchador and shit, and it's like, okay. I guess we get, we didn't mention that in gameplay, like, each one of her outfits, uh, has a different stat increase. And, that, and they have a different talent base so she's technically the only character that can have a talent for every technique in the game because depending on what uh costume you wear you adopt a different characters uh or a different recruitable characters talent sheet but they don't like again you don't you have no idea fucking who it is unless you've looked at the game code or whatever yeah um but yeah so that's that and uh in the fuse storyline you actually learn that fuse knows that she didn't kill kill the guy um, but he has her put into despair, which is the jail, because he's trying to keep her safe, and that's the safest place he knows. Because apparently it's you can't it's impenetrable, and you can't get out. So he's like, until we solve this case, we're going to put her in jail, and we'll fucking solve the case, and then we'll let her out. But then she breaks out, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess I got to step this the high gear and try to figure out the crime, and also try to save her life. And so, like, you uh, you kind of walk around and, like, retrace your steps almost. Like, you kind of do the same stuff she was doing, like, trying to solve the crime. And, uh, oh, the, the very first scene of the game in her storyline is you uh, are going to celebrate uh, Ren's marriage to uh, Amelia. And, like, you give him a gift. But he, he puts the gift in his bag, and he also puts a mask in... Uh, the bag in a bag that he takes home with him that was like uh, on this evidence table or something, and another one of the characters that work at the IRPO comes in and is like, "Hey, where's that mask?" And Fuse is like, "What mask? What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, so that's how the kind of the events start. I guess Ren puts the mask on for some reason and turns into Joker. Yeah. Um, but they don't. Ex- they and... don't explain who the dead body is, do they? I don't remember that part. Yes. So. Uh, they do, I guess, DNA testing on the body or whatever, and they find that it was it. It is a clone of Ren. Oh, it's a clone. But it it never lived. Like it never like it. It was. It's just like a dead corpse that was grown. So like the blood, the heart never like worked. The brain never worked or whatever. But it's an exact DNA match for Ren. So that's why everybody thought it was Ren that got killed. Okay, um, so let me get this straight. So as soon as he put the mask on, he got access to a clone body of his own and i dude staged the t- apparently, <laughs> apparently he, he might have he might have actually had the mask 
so so depending on what ending you, you get for this one because there's two endings for this one too um in the bad ending he is possessed by the mask and it's changed his personality and he's become like uh whatever personality is in the mask it has overridden his own personality and he's evil or whatever. But you save him and Amelia and he get married still or whatever and all is fine. And the good ending apparently there was no problem. Like, there was no possession with the mask. He just went fucking crazy because he's like, the world sucks. Uh, when I, I didn't realize until I put this mask on that I was really wearing a mask as a police officer trying to think I could do some good and save the world or whatever. But it's bullshit. Nothing, you can't do anything. There's gonna always going to be evil. And uh, so I decided that I was going to do some extreme shit to save the world. And oh, by that, yeah. it... I was like, so he's like, this is fucking bullshit. Both endings. Yeah. They're dumb. He's like, so I'm gonna, I was going to take the cube and like solve world, the world problems or whatever and give everybody energy or whatever the fuck. Like world peace. But he was bullshit. Gonna, the way you had to do it was just by fucking everyone over. Yeah. Uh, and so then, like, Amelia's like, no, you're dumb. <laughs> and Fuse is like, you're dumb. You're supposed to be a cop or whatever. And uh, you're still my trainee, and I'm not going to let you go without being reprimanded or some bullshit, like, buddy, buddy, buddy cop dialogue things. And uh, you, like, you take, you, you convince him to have a change of heart, and then you get married. And it's a happy ending. The only difference between the endings is uh, the bad ending. Fuse says something wrong to Amelia or something like that, and she beats his ass. And so the ending picture has him with a black guy. It's like, alright. Yeah, I feel like this one was like translated way fucked up, so or they Yeah. Cause a lot of it doesn't doesn't make any sense the way they uh translated it, so maybe it makes more sense in Japanese or they, they uh, they might have even cut scenes out or something to like save time or like they were on like on a uh, fuck a rushed schedule or whatever and they couldn't fit as much in as they wanted or something like because it feels like they're missing a lot of details information yeah like they did like there's the whole like grand scheme but they don't e explain anything they just kind of like oh this is the this is what's going on and now you fixed it all right like okay cool <laughs> great yeah um so next is loot and for loot scenario it's the shortest scenario and it's like the most open from the beginning uh scenario and he pretty much he gets kicked out of his house by his mom because he's a fucking loser <laughs> and then and then that's it like that's the story and then you meet some dude in a bar or some i guess some girl in a bar and she's like, oh, yeah, you want to take a ride on my boat? And he's like, okay, sure. Oh, well, I guess when you leave York, uh, York Land for the first time, you run in, like, you don't have any money or whatever, and you're trying to get on this ship to get out of there. And Mondo comes out, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the leader of Trinity. You can ride on my boat if you want. Go for it. Right. And so he's like, okay, cool. Like so he dad. thinks this. You knew his dad or something like that? or was that... He doesn't say anything like that, though, yet. He's just like, oh, yeah, you can take a ride on my, my ship or whatever. No problem. Gotcha. And so, like, you go and meet Captain Hamilton, who's, like, the resistance to Trinity in Nelson. And they're, like, they have this whole fucking army and this, like, special ship and whatever. And they go and she's like, hey, we're going to go attack uh, Trinity now. And Loot's on the boat, like, whoa, what? 
what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and Captain Hamilton's like, oh, I thought you were here to get revenge for your dad. And he's like, my dad? What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, she's like, oh, you didn't know? Your dad used to be in this anti-Trinity resistance group with Mondo, who's now the leader of Trinity. And Mondo betrayed your dad and killed him to get the position in Trinity that he has now. And Luke's like, I still don't know what, what the hell's going on. I don't really trust you. And Captain Hamilton's like, well, we're attacking the base now, so you're coming or not. He's like, I guess I'm coming. So you go and you fight Mondo in this Trinity base who's in this giant mech thing. And you win. And then that's the ending. And, and somehow Luke becomes the leader of Trinity. And it's like, okay. Wait, Luke becomes the leader of Trinity? I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, they say, because like, some Trinity soldier comes in and they're like, uh, yeah, because uh, the ending credit scene are like your loot's back in his home in Yorkland. Oh, and, yeah, and the, the guys keep trying to get him to go on the ship. Yeah, they're like, you need to come to work, sir. And he's like, uh, Mom, don't tell anybody I'm here. And the mom's like, I can't believe you got such a responsible job. Or like, you're such an upstanding member of society or whatever now. And he's just trying to avoid being the boss of Trinity. For I don't know how the hell he became the boss or whatever. And then, so Fuse's storyline, scenario version, um, Fuse meets Loot a lot earlier, and he kind of explains, like, because he's tracking Mondo, uh, because he's a criminal or whatever, and he's like, he finds Loot, and he's like, how were you able to get on Mondo's ship? Because Mondo doesn't let anybody on his ship. What's your relationship to Mondo? And Loot's like, I don't know, Mondo's a cool dude. I needed a ride, and he let me on the boat. And Fuse's like, uh, no, Mondo's a fucking cutthroat piece of shit asshole like he kills people regularly and stuff i don't understand what's going on here but uh so things kind of get like loot's like well i don't know i'll come with you i guess to investigate mondo and you do that and then um you meet captain hamilton on a boat and she's like yeah we're attacking trinity base and you do that like it's not much different than the main scenario but you get some more dialogue from mondo near the end where he like he admits that he was working with Loot's dad before he he killed he killed him but only because they knew that to actually affect any change they needed somebody inside trinity to change it from within so his goal is was to get to the top of trinity and change it to be a better place for everybody uh but then he got corrupted by power and he's like the only way anybody can be the other way there can be peace is if there's one unifying force and that's going to be me i'm going to be the all-powerful leader of the, every realm or whatever so he become that's he gets corrupted by power and that's why he built this fucking giant robot and he wants to just be a dictator i guess but you kill him and you become leader of trinity somehow <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking that's it oh okay yeah that's the worst one yep um so so next we got red and Red is a teenage boy who's driving home with his dad, who's a scientist. And uh, his dad, like, talked about his scientist Fred Klein, Dr. Klein, and we're, they're trying to work on, like, some technology to save the world, which is whatever. It's a, it's a basic, generic goal. Uh, but the car you're driving gets attacked, and you crash, and your dad presumably dies in the crash and you are you walk home to your to your house and it's on fire and it's being attacked by this like half man half robot dude and he kicks your ass yeah and then the 
superhero guy shows up and he's like, oh, oh man, I was too late. And he he fights Shuzer off and the uh, Red's like dying. So uh, Al Carl is the name of the superhero guy, turns you into Al Kaiser to save your life. And he's like, you will, I will, we will pretty much kill you immediately and you'll lose all your powers if you ever expose your true identity to anybody that you are Al Kaiser. And he's like, okay, whatever. Uh, and Red's like, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm a superhero now. It's, yeah, that whole uh, opening, it's like, does he just have a bunch of those suits laying around and he just gives them? Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get the mechanism behind the superhero thing. It's probably like some kind of like, uh, like medallion or some belt or whatever. Fuck, they have like super Power Ranger shits or whatever. Yeah, it, was, it was some Power Ranger shit. Um, and so it's like like it's like two or three years later you fast forward and you're working as an apprentice engineer for this guy on a spaceship and you kind of just are exploring all the different realms looking for clues on yeah. where Does on Red black know x that he's all carl or no no i don't think he ever finds out okay because i think so this uh this guy hawk lieutenant hawk or whatever is like your dad's best friend uh before he died and he takes you in because you're apparently your whole family dead your mom and dad your mom dad and sister dead and you have nowhere else to go so he's like i'll take you in and um you get, he works as like this head engineer on this ship and he, so he lets you be assistant engineer or whatever and you use the time on the ship where you travel to all these different locations to like conduct uh Reconnaissance and research onto Black X, which is the organization that killed your dad, and I guess stole some research from him or whatever. And you find out that Dr. Klein is affiliated with Black X, and uh, you eventually like fight a bunch of like the Black X second in command, like lieutenant general dudes or whatever. Who are all like on each different realm doing all kinds of different fucked up stuff. Like one guy's. You, bet, you uh, forgot like, to mention the best part where uh, you're on the ship and like. Or did... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you're on during like this ship stuff. Like you end up finding some like uh, contraband in the hold of the ship, and on one of the, the realms you go to, you kind of. Uh, you find like the. The person, the people that paid for the stuff to be transported, and I can't remember like what that word is or whatever. Uh, so you go to interview the lady that owns the company because you, you think for some reason, like Red thinks that for some reason he can just fucking have a meeting with the CEO or whatever. <laughs> and uh, you harass the receptionist, she calls security, but Fuse shows up and he's like, Oh, yeah, that guy's with me. We're going to talk to uh, the CEO now. I don't have an appointment, but I'm a cop, so we're doing it. So you get lit up there, and like Red immediately starts like mouthing off, and he gets punched by Fuse after being warned multiple <laughs> times, like to shut part. the fuck up. It's like it's funny as shit. Yeah. And uh, you learn like that she's not like this lady is not telling the truth about exactly what's going on. She's hiding stuff. And you go back to the ship with the cop Fuse, and then um, as you take off, you get accosted by pirates who come in and uh, take everybody on the ship hostage. And you fight with Fuse to get to the cockpit where the the leader of the pirates are, and you beat them up. But instead of like arresting them or whatever, they get away, and they get back to their own ship. And as they're flying away, the Black X, one of the Black X ships, shows up and shoots them down. 
Um, but then they find out later if you do the rune side quest that they get eaten by Tanzer, which is like this big interdimensional monster thing, whatever. Uh, so nobody well, dies. It's cool. It's cool uh, but that part of the game because you can go through like your ship and recruit other like members of like that are like the crew passengers. Yeah, the passengers, and um, that's how I first got introduced to like a lot of the characters because I played Reds first. So that was kind of fun where you like explore a ship, and most of the, most of the times you try to open the doors as it's like, oh, this is a passengers. You can't enter this place, but. Um, I think there's a part where um, uh, Blue's there, and you try to recruit him. He's like, no, I think your name's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like, because uh, Rouge is red in French or whatever. And so he's like, uh, yeah, Red and Fuse go into his room, and they're like, hey, we could need your help fighting these pirates off. And he's like, maybe. What's your name? And Fuse is like, my name's Fuse, and this is Red. And Blue's like, oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> And he's like, why? He's like, I don't like your name. And it's like, okay, man. Yeah, because Whatever. when you first try to go into uh, Blue's uh, cabin, like, he, like, basically not, like, kills the guy that tried to go into his cabin and, like, kicks him out of the, of the door or whatever. Yeah. So you're like, oh, shit, somebody strong's in here or whatever. Yeah. And then they don't even get to use him, which is disappointing. But it's it is what it is. It's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, you kind of do that, and then you go and you investigate all the black X bases and you find that like, each place is doing some different shit. Like one place is running drugs and making drugs. Another place, I guess is running weapons, uh, and all kinds of shit. Oh yeah. Uh, there's actually two different drug places. So there's the one place where they're manufacturing the drugs and another place where they're distributing the, the drugs. And anyway, like you blow up all these bases and like one, you like in one case, you literally like explode an entire town or a castle palace thing. And I'm like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do that, and then you find um, the actual location of the main stronghold because uh, the Lieutenant Hawk dude gives you a costume, and he's like, hey, we found the Black Exo base. Here's a costume to get in, and it's just like one of the mook suits. Uh, so you walk around this uh, another spaceship that's on the way to the Black X base, and somehow you get caught by uh black metal black which is like this robot that was designed to be like a samurai uh and this is like the worst part of the game um because you have to run through like eight different screens without repeating like going back to the screen you were just in or any screen you've been in before um and it's like there's one or two routes you can take but if you get caught you get game over so I did. I think I did this like eight times myself before I just said fuck it and looked up a like a map, which route to go through, because for some reason I couldn't fucking figure it out because I'm stupid. I think I just used the guide the whole time. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It was fucking hard. Really? Uh, yeah, because like uh, if you don't know the like the layout of, of the place, I guess you get you can get confused because a lot of the rooms only lead to like one room. Uh, and you have to like, I don't know if you have to use the elevator, but I never set up the elevator to let oh, me get. Oh yeah, I remember what you're talking about now. I still, I, I had a guide and I still fucking messed up a couple times. Yeah, it's, I think, it's okay. I think this is what I did. I tried to do it on my own like twice, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna use the guide." And so yeah, yeah. Each 
hit hit each screen separate screen because you don't know that some screens go into a screen you're you like it's like a it's like a feeder screen where like four different ones go into that one. Oh yeah. So if you go into that first screen and you're only on like screen two out of eight or whatever, you're fucked. There's yeah. no way to win. Yeah. And it's it's kind of fucked up. And I think the biggest hurdle for me was like I was trying to collect all the treasure chests that you could find. Right. So you get all the chests and the rooms is kind of it's there's only one like or two rats you can take. Yeah. But uh, you get through that, then you actually go to the black main black X base and you fight through it and you find uh, your supposedly previously thought dead mother and sister, but they don't recognize you because you're in your superhero outfit. And uh, you go in, you fight the who you think is the leader of Black X, Boss X, I think. Or that was he just called Black X? I can't remember. Uh, you fight that guy, and then you do like a, a boss rush of all the four other uh, generals you killed who are somehow re resurrected by the scientist Dr. Klein. You beat them, and then this like robot comes out of the background. He's like, I'm actually the real leader of Black X. And so you fight that giant robot. <laughs> and then you win. And uh, after you win, uh, Al Carl, like you go to your, like you're in a cemetery or something. And you're like, I guess, uh, honoring your dad's grave or whatever. And Al Carl shows up and he's like, hey, now that you've got revenge, I'm taking your powers away because you don't need to be a superhero anymore. And he's like, okay, whatever. And Red leaves. And then uh, Al Carl turns back into his human uh, form or whatever. And it, you're like, oh, it's Lieutenant Hawk. Cool. <laughs> he was there watching over Red the whole time. It would have been nice if he helped, though. Right, yeah, that's like, I, yeah, that was dumb. Um, I like Red's story and, a lot. Like he was one of my favorites, but there's like definitely some stupid parts. Yeah, uh, and Fuse's uh, case file scenario—it's mostly the same. Like nothing really changes. Like the ending doesn't change. Uh, none of the fights change. You have to do all the fights. Uh, it's the only one where you actually fight all the bosses again. I think in every other scenario. Uh, you just like mainly fight the end boss, and you do some random bullshit until you get to that point. But in this one, you actually have to fight every single boss again, and then you fight the end game boss. But um, you get some more scenes with Red after you fight each of the bosses. Like after you fight Shuzer, Red, you find Red. He's crying. He's like because Shuzer's like, how does it feel to know that uh, I've got your dad's brain in me somehow? And you're, if you kill me, you're going to kill your dad for good or whatever. So, like, Red mm. kills him, and, he, and then he's, like, crying afterwards because he's, like, mourning the loss of his dad and stuff. And you get just some more, like, insight into Red as a character through all the different scenes because Fuse's file is the only other file where you can use Red. Uh, you don't get Red in any other character's files. So that was interesting just to get that little extra kind of, like, character development from him. But it doesn't really add anything to the game. It's just a little extra shit if you like the character. Gotcha. Um, all right, so we got two more. Ricky, uh, also known as Kuhn in the Japanese version, which is, I guess, if you're looking stuff up and people are talking about Kuhn, it's Ricky. I, I don't get... think they used that word in America <laughs> because it's got some racist connotations. <laughs> but uh... Yeah, I didn't really think about, like, I guess... Uh... I didn't look up. I didn't realize there was a different name to it till I did the notes. So I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Yeah, I would. I would, when I was doing research like on the characters and the monsters and stuff, people would be like coon this, coon that. I'm like, what the fuck is coon? I'm like, are you are you guys should you guys be saying that shit? Like, I was like, all right, whatever. And then I was like, oh, they're talking about Ricky. Okay. But uh, I think Ricky has like a good story. Even in, I feel like he's my favorite character because of his childlike innocence, and uh, it. it he just has like this, like okay, everything's gonna be fine. Outlook, and you don't really usually find that in characters. He he's kinda, not like he reminds me of Gal from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got similar like uh, mechanics too, where like you learn abilities from monsters. So, yeah. um, so Ricky is a lummox, which is a fox-like creature, and uh, they live in this realm called Margmel, which is a planet apparently that phases between dimensions and it's not always like where it's supposed to be i guess or something but essentially the planet is dying somehow and the only reason it hasn't completely been destroyed is because of this ring that's been protecting it called the guardian ring and the elder of the lummox tribe calls ricky and says to him that he there's a prophecy where if somebody collects all the rings they can have any wish granted so he's sending him on a mission collect all the rings and wish Margmel back to life or whatever. So you do that. And uh, the first place to go is Scrap, where it's like the worst place for him to go because it's like the rough and tumble town where there's fucking low lives and thugs everywhere just looking to take advantage of people. And uh, you get kind of taken advantage of, sort of, but not really. Like Mei Ling... Uh, you meet Mei Ling, and she's a, supposed to be a ring expert. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, I'll help you find the rings. And it looks like you're going to need a lot of help because you're a naive, fucking stupid child. Pretty much. And there's bad people, and if you let them take advantage of you, they will. And Ricky's like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah help me. Help me get these rings. I just want to save Mark Mel. So, uh, like the first guy you get the ring from is like this two-bit thug who named like Carlito or Carl, Carl something. And he's just, like, the owner of Scrap, essentially, like, by proxy, because he has all the power, and he rules the world, and whatever. And he uh, he tries to... He says he'll sell the ring if Mei Ling pretty much fucks him. And she's like, okay, I'll go along with you. Uh, and then you and Jen, T260, and Loot, uh, like, work together to go save her. And then uh, it's just a, a series of, like... Uh, hap- like, not like bumbling in the stuff kind of thing, but like, uh, Mei Ling knows where all the rings are, and you just show up to these places, and there's conveniently something happening that involves you an opportunity, an opportunity for you to get a ring. Uh, like in your clan, the billionaire, millionaire, rich local rich guy, his daughter is possessed by some creature ghost thing, and the only thing keeping her alive is this ring. And so you have to recruit uh, this doctor, mystic doctor, who knows how to uh, prevent, or, like, prevent the pre- possession and kill the the creature or whatever. Yeah, and like, then you get the get to go un- unpossess the ki- the child or something, and then you can attack it. Yeah, you have to wait for it to try to possess the kid and break the bed, because otherwise it it uh, is able to just like flee right away or whatever. Like you have to tie it to the this mortal realm by letting it fix itself to the kid so that it can't run away or something. Which I thought was kind of neat. But, like, 
it doesn't really matter too much. Like the, f the fight's stupid. Like you kill it in one turn. Yeah. So it's like, all right. <laughs> um, the thing with the, the thing, uh, the good thing about this Ricky part is the rings actually like each have their own power, and one of them like is the like if you do Ricky's story earlier, like he has a ring that like basically like is a one-time use, but each battle that will uh, it's like a party cure which you don't really get in the game oh yeah which i thought would be, it would have been nice if you could carry that over but you can't no he's also got like a thief ring which hides everybody which is cool like if you're about to take a big attack or something like that you can hide everybody and the enemy is like oh i don't have anybody to target so they skip the turn or whatever uh so you can do lots of cool tricks with the rings but they you have to have the rings equipped to use them so they take a slot that you would be using for armor or anything else. Yeah. But generally, the rings are better than most armor you find in the game anyway, so. Uh, yep. You do all these rings. One of them is, like, you have to go into Tanzer because there's a ring in Tanzer, and you get the ring out of there. I guess let me um, explain what Tanzer is. Uh, I mean, it's kind of this, like, interdimensional creature that eats ships, apparently, and it's part of one of the Ruin quests. And there's people trapped in there. Yeah, it's like a big... Uh, they don't really describe how big it is, but he's at least big enough to swallow multiple ships. So. Yeah. And it's like a living creature. And you destroy its heart as Ricky. And I guess essentially kill it, and it spits everybody out. Because normally, I guess it has like such a magnetic... or uh, Like a gravitational pull or something that like nobody can leave normally. But you kill... You kill it, and you make it leave. I guess if you're doing the ruin quests, like you go to like the slime pits, which is I guess maybe the stomach or something, and you give it acid reflux or something by <laughs> touching the ring, the rune, and it spits you up. I don't know. Uh, it's not really explained like what the fuck it is. Like you don't even ever see it really. Like when you escape, like there's this black hole that opens in. Yeah, the world. Looks like and the it, like just rips, and then you come out of it. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, fuck, I can't remember what the other rings are. I think you buy one from this merchant in Omi. Don't the... Uh, or the... He's a manor owner, I guess. Whatever. Um, the last ring you get is for uh, the ring lord, uh, Virgil, in Lost Spiritberg. He's a hard fight if you don't know how to do any combos. Oh, because you have to do... Uh... Oh, yes, that that's the part I hated. Like, that stupid castle... Mm -hmm. And there's like one of the state, like one of the room, like you have to go through all the rooms before he'll like fight you. Yeah. And it's like one's like a game show, and like one of them, it's like every square you touch is a battle, and like, or unless you follow, like there's another person walking the path that you can take, but it's very hard to tell what path they're on. And like you move an inch and you have to fight. So. Yeah. Basically, you either like you're really fucking good, and you can tell where the person's walking, or or you fight every square on that fucking grid. It also doesn't help that you have to do a running jump first before you can even get onto the invisible walkway. And I didn't know that. I was like walking up to the fucking ledge, and I was getting I got into fights, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't I get over there? Yeah. And then I looked it up. They're like, oh, you have to do a running jump. I'm like, you fucking all right. 
Yeah, the, then even... I, did the, I did the exact same fucking thing. I was like, what the fuck is... How... I don't understand what is going on. Like, I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, holy crap, I'm gonna... This is the part where I'm gonna break the... Look at my controller. Yeah. I don't know how I figured it out as a kid, but Rookie's story was the only one I finished as a kid. So, I yeah. guess I just got used to holding run or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, the... that The Invisible Walkway thing wasn't really good. Because it was like really tight in some spots. So even though I felt like I was on the mystic character NPC walking around, I still like accidentally touched the side and get into a fight somehow. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you part, do that. The other part of that was hard is those slimes. You have to keel. Oh, those magma slimes. Yeah. They're bullshit. You can't. Um, so I guess it's like a, a well known, like shitty part of the game for a lot of people that play the Saga Frontier. Because there's like the magma slime section, like wherever you look, people are like the magma slimes, like they're a big obstacle, and that's because you have to fight six waves of five slot of these magma slimes, and their only attack is uh, an attack directly to your life points. So if you don't have a plan, they will wipe your party, and if your main character loses all their life points, you get instant game over. Right. So, so that's the only only it. time in the game I got game over. Yeah, me too. And the only like the Really, the only way to get past it is have a shit ton of robots because they have way more life points. Or you can... I think I had, like, three robots or something to be... Okay. So, like... And if you get lucky, they'll target the robots more than Ricky. But... Yeah. Sometimes you get unlucky and they they all target Ricky at once. So you're like, okay, fuck. I guess I'm fucked. Yeah. I ended up using, like, a cheat method, kind of. And that is, you equip the Thief Ring, and you have Ricky use it, and you don't have him do anything else. You just defend the whole time. That way he never gets hit. Um, yeah. And then just have your other characters do all the attacks. So I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I just I just did it a couple times until I got lucky, and I had like everyone had like one life point. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what all the other rings are. They're all just kind of like a bunch of bullshit fetch quests, fetch quests really. So yeah. nothing really too important. But uh, when you get them all, you uh, warp back to Margmel, and you go talk to the Elder, and the Elder's like, oh, great, you got the rings. Uh, so it shows Ricky getting on the rings and making a wish, and then all of Margmel like, restores itself to life. But I guess he didn't word the, the wish properly, because he says he wants Margmel to be reborn. And so nobody that lived on Margmel existed when Margmel was first came into being so all the people all the other lummoxes start disappearing and he's like no this is not what i wanted and then mei ling is found to actually have been possessed by a, a ninth or tenth ring uh called the black ring which i guess had his own mind uh, like a mind of its own and it like was the thing that put out this weird prophecy about collecting all the rings to make a wish because it actually wanted to have all the rings together to be all powerful or something it's not really well explained, but yeah, uh, you fight this like master ring thing, and when you do it, you break the curse or whatever, like the break the power of the rings. And Ricky then goes around different pla- different realms and throws rings uh, back to where they came from for some reason instead of just like throwing them in really, lava. He doesn't really hide them that well. And you're right, the no. one he, the the one he just takes back to the the ring jeweler, <laughs> just like yeah. Back to him, like, like what the fuck dude these are like super dangerous like they could change the world and you're just like 
Yeah, you can take uh, one. You get one. I'm gonna throw this one in the pond. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? But he's also like a, a dumb naive kid character anyway. So yeah. Um, on Fuse's file, uh, you kind of you beat them. You beat Ricky and Melee into every ring first somehow, and uh, then you also find out that uh, uh, Melee before she gets possessed is like not herself really. So you were able to stop her from, like, getting all the rings and making like a wish to like have all the like superpower or whatever the fuck her her wish would be, uh, as the ring. And you still fight the ring, and uh, you have Ricky disseminate the rings everywhere still. So it's not much of a different change. Gotcha. Um, and then last T two sixty. So T two sixty is the only mech main character. And uh, when you start the game, you have this like cutscene where you're on this fancy ass high tech ship with this like angel looking captain thing. It's got like wings and stuff, and the ship's like uh, having a mayday thing and going down. And then I guess the ship crashes into uh, whatever realm junk becomes, and it's like three thousand years later or something. Uh, you find out. Uh, that some little kid's digging through this trash heap and finds the core to T260, and they use that core to build a uh, frame for it to walk around in. And is that how but all be- the other mechs became like sentient? Is like they all were part of the ship, right? Or I don't think so. I think they just uh, the technology behind T260 is unique because it's so old, and, and it came from like the predecessor technology people but i think they have their own like ai or it could be that they every mech that uh exists except for leonard uh exists only because of the the core that existed from this previous high-tech race or whatever and they made all the cores and all the mechs are built around those cores i'm not quite sure how the mechs work. Like, have they all have AI sentience, sentience and all this stuff? Uh, I mean, it could be that they came from the original ship, uh, but there would have been a bunch of them because T two sixty says that his original mission was he was built to combat this realm buster thing, which was gonna like destroy planets, and he was one of like a bunch of different models that were built to fight this thing, and his was the most recent and advanced. Uh, and they were on like this mission to destroy it because, or whatever, and they got crashed. Essentially, T two sixty starts the game with no memories, and you have to visit these databases to get your memories back. And you visit a bunch of like uh, weird ass locations, <laughs> like random locations. Like in Kulong, you go down this random alleyway. You have no reason to go down any other time. You go in this room, and there's a computer there, and it conveniently has information about shit from 3,000 years ago or whatever. And you download some of the data, and then you go to Shingro, which has a crashed ship on it that's turned into a ruin that conveniently has a working computer, and you get data off that. Well, and then you meet up. I thought uh, that one random room I always went to, I'm like, what the hell is this fucking room for? Until finally I got the T- T260's uh, uh, story, and I'm like, oh. So all this is just for this one time. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. They have a lot of like 
one-off spots that any character can visit, but nothing happens unless you're playing a specific character and you're on that specific part of their story. Right. But this is like kind of cool because like normally in a game you would never have that experience, but it's also like shitty because you're like, fuck, I just wasted my time <laughs> coming here. I went all the way over here and there's nothing. Yeah. Um, at one point you meet this like scientist who's like a robot scientist guy, uh, and his name's Leonard and he's like, oh yeah, I've got some information for you or whatever. Just come visit me anytime you want. And he installs this like super chip into the T260's body that gives him some more intelligence. Uh, and then uh, like unlocks, I think another like, uh, program slot. Um, but then as you're playing the game, and story stuff happens like his uh laboratory gets bombed and you go back there because you have a meeting with him and you end up hitting this like switch and you find out that he put his consciousness in a robot he made so he can still be alive because he anticipated being blown up for reasons i guess trinity blew him up whatever because he was getting too close to some information that was secret uh and then you find like all this all this time you've been looking for information you get information about this like i guess a space station or something uh that has information about the region buster thing that it was your original mission to destroy so you go there and you find out that the whole place is like taken over by a virus so you kill the virus and then you learn all your like all about your original mission, and you get an if you find it, you can get an upgraded chassis to like this Omega version thing, uh, which is something we didn't touch about on before. But in a T two sixty storyline, you can change uh, its like outer appearance to like one of eight types. Yeah, and each one has like different uh, pre equipped equipment, and it can learn different abilities and stuff. So that's the like the only real customization that t260 gets but you you find out about form is badass at least oh yeah it has like special abilities and it's like stronger it has a bunch of like open slots and shit or whatever and it's really strong it's pretty cool looking too yeah um so you do all that and then you i guess uh because you delete the virus it alerts the region buster 3 that somebody's going to destroy it soon or something and it like wakes up and comes it's just fun. alive this great threat it's not a threat until he unlocks it like it's yeah it's kind of weird it's like oh i gotta fulfill my mission it's like but the mission's technically already fulfilled with the virus so you're stopping i don't know it, i, I guess the whole philosophy is this whole huge ship's been here forever but like it hasn't done anything it's just been sitting there yeah, I guess the, the philosophy is like it could eventually become a threat, so you have to dismantle it. I guess it's like uh, maybe a corollary to like nukes. Oh, now, like nobody's using a nuke now. Okay. What's that? He's being proactive. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like it, if somebody else takes care of the virus in the future or whatever, and the, the ship wakes up, will they be able to stop it? Probably not. So I have to do it, kind of thing or whatever. That makes more sense. Yeah. They just never explain it that way. No. <laughs> They're just like. The, the whole time, T260 is like, this is my mission, this is my mission, this is my mission, and like, okay, all right. Right. Guess we're going to do that. Which so you go the, in there. Like, the, the boy, the like, I think the best part of the, the his story is, like, the beginning where the boy, like, finds him, and he makes him, like, the captain, and then you, like, he takes him to, like, the little battle arena, 
you know, like that was the fun part for me to them. Once it's like he's on his own, it kind of like loses its luster. Yeah, it's like a boy and his dog kind of story, and then it turns into like I'm actually a fucking super weapon. I gotta save the world story, and then it's like okay, back to when you, you save the world, and it's like back to boy and his dog. Yeah. So, so it's kind of cute. Yep. Yeah, that's essentially it. Like you stop the fucking giant ship, and you go back home, uh, or whatever. It's like all right, cool. Uh, and it's the same thing with Fuse's scenario of that. You just do it a lot faster. Yeah. All right, so, story. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll go off first this time. Uh, What I liked about it is the variety. Um, Each character has, like, their own plot, and you kind of meet the other characters, and even if they don't have anything to do with the plot of that particular scenario... It's still nice, like that they. It's like a lived-in world kind of, where like the characters are there, yeah. And you can see them, and you can have them in your party, and it's like, oh shit, okay. And even though they're busy doing their own thing, they still like. It's not necessarily on the same timeline at the same time, so like Loot's always in the bar, and he's always like, okay, I'll, I'll help you out, and that's just because he's a fucking loser and he hasn't talked to Captain Hamilton yet to, to, to overthrow Trinity or whatever. So um, I thought that was pretty neat, like. Everything is interconnected, but not like happening at the same time, which is, how is, just, is usually how it happens in stories. Like, every, everything's happening right now, right? Uh, kind of thing. But uh, that's kind of about it. Like, nothing was really compelling storyline wise. Uh, some of them were way better than others. Um, I think, like I said, I liked Ricky, and I guess I like Red a lot too. Everybody else is just kind of like, whatever. Uh, Blues was interesting. Uh, like the the like the like the I, the concept of it, but the execution was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for dislikes, I mean, I guess I kinda, that's kind of it. Like it was just most of it was kind of like whatever. Like I didn't, I don't think there was a bad story except for Lutes because there wasn't any story, really. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was all right. So, I mean, I guess I'd give story and stuff a three. Yeah, I'm kind of. Uh... Right around the same as you, like Red was my favorite. I'm, uh, I pick, I think I picked Ricky like when I first played, and like being a monster that like also was very confusing, you know, to play as. So I was like, oh, yeah. turning into all these like worthless monsters, and like, like what? I don't, I don't know. And so I was like, I'm out. <laughs> so this time I think I, I picked Red first. And I really like, like, his story really kind of, like, pulls you in because, I don't know, like, the whole, like, pirate ship attack thing was really fun. And so I kind of bought into that that one. And so, and I like I liked Red as a character. He's kind of like, you know, the whole revenge thing, I guess, is kind of cliche, but uh, it's kind of got a twist because he can't just go on revenge, you know? Um... And then being able to turn to Alkreiser and all that kind of stuff was cool. Uh, yeah, because he's like, in this world, people are living their lives. Like, they can't just, like, I'm going to go off on a fucking grand adventure for the most part. Right. And, like, he has, like, his villains, you know, he has, like, four or five different ones. So, like, it's kind of cool. Um, I also liked, like you said, uh, Ricky's was interesting because it's like a whole different world and he's kind of like the naive kid. 
and T260's like beginning was really fun I like that um I did not like uh what's her names Amelia or Celis I guess I didn't like either of those ones Amelia is because like I just thought it was dumb <laughs> yeah I was like you just have your wedding dress with you everywhere like okay and then how she was just like obviously being used by that uh, her, I don't know. It was just too many like obvious or cliche things all happening at once, you know. I guess to be fair, she's a dumb blonde supermodel, so. Well, you need another cliche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blues was cool. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was cool, but the the way they did it was uh, kind of awkward. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It's okay. I mean. Anytime you split your story up into eight different stories, you're not going to have one good, like, one whole... You're, you're going to have, you know, I guess, uh, uh, diminishing returns. You know, there's only so many good ones you can have. And some are going to be better yeah. than others, so... It, it, I guess you could compare it to, like, an anthology movie, right? Where they've got, like, four or five short films, and some of them are cool, and then some of them are like, wow, this is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say any... Like, I guess loot's trash... <laughs> loot is trash it's the worst the only reason I like loot is because you got to use him so much so like he kind of grows on you but at first you're like fuck loot like what yeah you look stupid you're holding a loot your name's loot and you're holding a loot like uh, I don't know this is dumb but then like if you after you've used him for six storylines you're like yeah he's my loot he's my guy he's you know he's exactly there. so um yeah, I'm gonna give it a three as well. Like that, it's not terrible, uh, but it's just enough to keep uh, keep you interested in the whole mechanics of the battle system and everything like that. So it does just enough to kind of keep scratching the itch, where it's like something different. So when you're grind, like you you'll go grind for a while. You're like, okay, I'll do the next part of the story, and and then you do the next story, and so yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so music break two. Uh, this will be my pick, and I am choosing a track called "The Ultimate Weapon," and it is the uh, background music that plays during the final dungeon for T two sixty. And uh, even though I didn't think the scenario was the strongest, like plot wise, I felt like there was the most enjoyable things happening in T two sixty scenario for some reason. And this was uh, the best song in the game, in my opinion.
Alrighty. Uh, visuals. Um, this game has a mix of 2D and like 2.5D pre-rendered backgrounds, I guess. Yeah. Is and, that how you would describe it? Yeah, and the unfortunate thing is, like, they up like, the pixeled characters, but, like, the backgrounds are kind of, like, not. So it's very kind of disjointing sometimes, where you're like, ugh, that does not look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought, like, when they redid, like, the characters, like, on the PS... At least on the PS4, PS5, like, like they look really good. I mean... Travis said it like too good. I don't. I don't agree with that. But I think. No. I think they look really nice. Like comparing them to like the PlayStation version. Like oh, PlayStation version looks like garbage compared to this. Am I definitely? Um. But the thing I really like thought was really really good was the like, the art like, the drawn art you know of the characters. You know, yeah. you'll see between like scenarios or like chapters of the scenarios, it'll be like red and it'll be like this drawn red, like, uh, it's like a portrait type thing, you know, almost like a concept art sketch kind of, but like, but fully colored and realized, you know, and it looks yeah. amazing. Like they are like, I don't know, fives, all of them, you know, like they all look amazing. I don't know who the artist is. I guess we should look it up. Uh, that would probably be nice. At least credit them. <laughs> credit, I'll look it up while you're talking about it. But uh, that, the, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. To me, it's like the best kind of art I've seen in for video games. So. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And it's uh, every time you see one of them pop up, it's generally have something to do with a character that had something to do in that chapter. And uh, a lot of the like uh, pictures that pop up have like a lot of character to them. Like you can see it's like in the scene. design of the character. Yeah, it's like it's like a scene in the in the story you're in and even gives it like a little bit like the whole story more depth because you're like oh okay i can see it in like action kind of yeah they're definitely phenomenal um and de probably the best part of the visuals of the game definitely uh so for me the artist's name that i just googled it it says suda tomami 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 kabayashi Okay. I want. I imagine they do a lot of the Saga franchise artwork. So I mean, whoever he is, I mean, he's great. Like, I, he probably does them all. I'm guessing, right? I would assume so. Like, in my opinion, I know people like the guy that does Final Fantasy artwork, but this is superior to that guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I, in my opinion, like, I don't know if there's to me better art than like. I'm looking at like right now on like because there's a gallery you can get to uh, on the main screen. I don't know if you have to unlock it or it's automatically unlocked, but like it is, I mean, it's great. So that. Uh, what? How you keep going? I'm, I don't have anything. I was just gonna keep going. So yeah, um, I don't know. I guess. Uh, do they? They don't really reskin anybody, do you, do they? Like, there's not a bunch of, the, or do they? For the monsters? For the monsters? No, they're all they're all unique. They're all the only issue is like once you hit a certain battle rank, you won't find anything else, <laughs> because 
it's like impossible so yeah i do like all the unique characters um i mean everyone looks different everyone i mean all the main characters you get have their own look they don't look uh like the npcs you know oh yeah yeah so i like i do like when they do that i hate in games where it's like this guy looks like an npc but he's like supposed to be someone <laughs> like uh, and, uh last uh gen five just n recent gen game we just played oh yeah <laughs> oh. fucking tells of arise like arise like really like you can't give everyone unique like <laughs> there's more in this freaking playstation one game there's way more unique characters than this playstation five game yeah I also like they do they do reuse some of the NPC sprites, but they are if they do, it's like you see them in one town, and then you don't see them again until like three other towns kind of thing. Like or they're like all wearing the same cot like uniform or something like that. Yeah. So it's it's for reasons, but so I think they do a good job on that too because I hate when there's like games and it's just all reskins and stuff. Even in Ray's like the monsters all like half like they reskin them like five or six times. Like you fight like so the uh Arise and this have a similar thing like with the monsters you fight in that like you fight in certain areas or whatever, like so in Arise it's like each area has like the same three monsters you fight. Whereas in this the battle right determines the monsters you fight. Um but there is the the variety of like uh the monster types that spawn on the map and they all have even if you fight the same base monster each time they have different monsters that come with them. So each encounter is different. It's not always going to be, oh, you fight, like you walk into this fucking uh, shelf, shellfish looking creature and it's going to be two shellfish dudes. Fun. In this, in, in Frontier Remastered, you, you walk into a lizard looking sprite, it could be a Kraken. It could be a, a Genbu. It could be um, an Ice Worm. And they could also have like a, a Slugger with them or two manacores or whatever like it's never going to be the same encounter twice usually like the fighting the same monster twice in a row can happen but it's yeah. uncommon It'll so you can have through, it cycles through like a, a list of them probably i can see that yeah but i guess my the main thing i'm trying to argue is that you have always this sense of Every time you get into a fight, unless you've gr like grinded like a like there's no tomorrow and you have like maxed out characters, there's always the, a, f a slight fear that you may not make it to the next fight super easy because you don't know exactly what's gonna come. Yeah, yeah. And that's like that. That it doesn't add like real like tension to me, but it adds like the, a sense of like mis mystery and like kind of like excitement because even though I was maxed out, like I liked knowing that. I didn't quite know what I was going to be fighting next. And uh, th I thought that was a cool way to do like a mix between like random encounters, like strictly random. Like you walk around on the field, you don't see any creatures and then you fight and like on field fighting of the creatures because uh, instead of it just being like fixed creatures every single time, it was something a little different. So I thought that was pretty cool. Also when you're um, leveling up, your battle rank, you never know when it's, this might be the time I leveled up and I have to fight someone harder too. Like, oh yeah. There's not like an on-screen way to know that. It's just, oh shit, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, oh fuck, I just got one shot. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. 
I guess that's not really a visual thing, but it kind of is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The to me, the only thing that I had, I think I had an issue with, would be some of the pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and only in that they aren't very like informative like without those stupid fucking finger things uh, on each like area you can jump over each exit each door that you can actually walk into it's it's not very obvious like what you can actually interact with in the environment uh yeah i'll give you that so uh other than that like i'd say i'd say it's probably like above average i'd give it like a three and a half uh like a lot of the like the technique effects were pretty cool some of them were like kind of stupid but you get that with every game yeah, they did have all unique technique. To, like, there's a lot of techniques, and they're all unique. So that's that's good too. I like the, the magic spells or the the fighting abilities. You know, they they all yeah. have a kind of unique look to them. So that was good. So uh, I'm gonna give. Uh, oh, good. Oh no, nothing. I'm gonna give it a four because that artwork really pushed over like the three and a half for me. So. Like I love, okay. I love that artwork, man. I like, I want, I want those posters on my wall. You know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of like, I, someone would be like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you about this game called Saga Frontier." <laughs> you know? Okay. Like, like I really, really, really like. Could, I want that art. <laughs> I only have. There's one gripe I have about the art versus the in-game sprites, and that is for I think it's for some of the characters, like the art didn't quite match the sprite like i think lisa and her art she has like some headpiece or something and uh, her sprite she's just got like a purple hair with no headpiece and then like two-toned shirt and pants i'm like uh it's not quite as like expressive as the artwork but it's whatever which one who's liza um she's one of the um the anti-Trinity uh, people that you get with Amelia. She's the purple hair girl who's good at fighting. Not Annie, the redhead, and not Rufus, but the other girl. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it right now. So, I get... Yeah, but I guess it's kind of hard to draw that little headpiece on a sprite, I guess. It's just a little nitpick. Like, <laughs> if, I mean, if that's the worst they got to say, then yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, they look... It just makes them... Like, in your head, you probably had a way, like, I don't know, when you're playing these type of sprite games, like, you probably make it your own version of it in your head, and, like, you see the art, you're like, that's way better than whatever I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you're like, okay, that that is all. Now I have a way better, like, it even makes the game better because you're like, okay, I'm picturing this now instead of this. Only one I felt like didn't really match them to me was Fuse. Fuse looks like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> in game or just in, on the, in the picture in the picture he looks I'm like oh Fuse looks bad in the picture like Rufus when you see Rufus's picture like oh yeah that's Rufus oh yeah well I think it's also part of his personality that he's like a wisecracking slacker but also like he gives a shit about the case so they have him look like a fucking joke yeah. in the artwork yeah I get that uh, and they call him like, apparently his nickname is Crazy Fuse so I guess maybe the devs think of him as like a joke character. But he's like more, guess, he's more serious than jokey most of the time. Well, I, just, I meant like uh, before you get his like his plotline thing, like he's just kind of there, fucking around. 
like he's do, like, he's doing his job, but then you get to like his actual scenarios and like all the all the relationships he has with the other IRO people are like you can tell that he's cracking jokes all the time and he doesn't yeah. really like take things too super seriously. And they're always like, "You need to fucking be serious about this job." He's like, "Yeah, I am. Whatever." <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, that's a uh, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Not the best, but it's not like. For a game the worst. from 1998, I mean, I, if they like the creators talk about making a new one, like next gen, like if they can make the characters look like they're drawing, that'd be fucking. Oh hell yeah! Like yeah. Oh, I also did you ever play Legend of Mana? Yeah. Is it just me, or does all the character animations? mimic everything from legend of mana because i feel like everything looks like they've had the same art people do the sprites for this that they had to do for legend of mana yeah i guess yeah they do look a lot alike yeah i could see that oh well i guess uh you have anything else you want to say about the visuals no that's it okay uh we will move on to the music and voice acting um, the composer for this is Kenji Ito, and I think that he does all the composition and uh, musical work for every game in the Saga franchise. Um, at least I I want to say that, but I got to double check. Yeah, he did Final Fantasy Legend 2, Final Fantasy Adventure, Romancing Saga 1 and 2, 3. Uh, he did a lot of the mana games too, so uh, yeah. I guess he's the main like saga guy. Yeah, I feel like most of the these um, franchises usually have like one main composer, so that way it's like it keeps the theme like you know Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. It's always like the same main guy. Yeah, which makes sense because you want to keep a theme to it. Yeah, like and that quality. Like if you know the person does good work, why replace them? I guess. Yeah. Um, so, there was no voice acting, so we'll just nix that right now. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, just the music then. Uh, do you have any particular opinions on the music for the game? Uh, I thought it was pretty, to me it was more of, I didn't think it was anything fantastic, it wasn't anything that really stuck out to me. Um, so, not really. Um, I don't know... I'm interested to see what you say. Like, is it above average or average? To me, it's okay. average. Like, I didn't really... There's some things that, like, sounded like your generic town music to me, and then there's some things that are okay, like the one, the song I picked, but a lot of things to me were like, eh. I understand that. I've got a, a similar opinion, but there were things that I really, really liked, and I listened to them on repeat a lot. Uh, namely, the song I picked, uh, The Ultimate Weapon. The song you picked, Fight Alkaiser. Uh, the song that plays when you fight certain bosses, and also when you're in the, the martial arts tournament. Oh, that was pretty good. Um, I really, really liked the Time Lord area song, because it felt like it felt like you were in a place that had time themed uh for some reason i don't know it was like uh i guess it, it helps that there's like a clock ticking in the background but uh i thought that one was really well done as well uh for me in general i think every song fit the environment that it was 
in. And it was also above average in quality. Uh, I don't remember any that I thought were grading or like just disappointing to hear or it got old fast. Uh, I know a lot of people like will mute their game volume and then they play like normal people music, quote unquote. Really? Like off, off the radio or whatever. Like apparently people do that. They'll just like mute the game music and then play like fucking rap music or they'll play like country music or whatever the fuck music they like. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I, I've but, never done that. Like, I don't. I think that to me that takes me out of the immersion. Like, the music is like unique to the game to make you more immersed. In the, to me, it makes me more immersed in the game. So, yeah. To to me, bad is like when the music takes me out, and when it's good, I'm like immersed. You know what I mean? And then when it's yeah. really good, it's when I'm like, what is that noise? Like, you. It's you, t- when I. T- so that's how I judge the music. Like. If I'm immersed in the game and it doesn't bother me, it's good. If it's like something I'm like, what is that catchy tune? Then I'm like, that's, you know, way above average to me. So makes sense. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I kind of agree with that scale. Like, uh, but for me, like if it's like a really catchy song, I will look it up and then like try to find it and I'll add it to like my playlist or whatever. And then I'll generally spend more time than I have to in that area just to listen to the music more uh like one thing i really liked about uh some games that were on the ps1 is that a lot of them in the options section had a uh like a music sampler thing whatever like we could go in and like play the music of the songs or the the game and the two that stick out to me that did that are uh tales of destiny 2 or tales of eternia and uh buckley profile they both have like uh an option settings off the main menu you could just go in and put music on and i would do that when i was a kid and uh if i don't know if uh the remastered version has that option i mean i don't need it because i've got fucking youtube or whatever but if the uh, original had that version there was definitely songs uh, or had that option there are definitely some songs that i would play uh so yeah just uh, have... on the main screen you can go to sound and it has all the all the music in here okay cool yeah i'm pretty sure that wasn't an option on the original but it's good to know that it's on the remastered one that's cool um yeah uh, i mean i guess i'd give music a three and a half as well uh there's only like i said there's only like five or six tracks that i loved the rest were just good yeah i'll say three and a half too all right so speaking of good songs um you want to talk about the one you picked for the musical break number three yeah, the one I picked is the music that plays when... I don't know if it's like all the time during Red or is it when he just has Alkaiser. Do you know? Um, I think this particular one plays when you fight... Uh, like in the beginning of, the, his, of his scenario, yeah. he turns yeah. Alkaiser and he, that song plays, right? Yes, it plays during that one. I think, And then I think you get some generic boss fight music for some of the bosses, but I definitely know it plays... And when you fight uh, Metal Black 3 yeah. or whatever, the end. And I think it's called Alki- I think it's just called Alkaiser because I'm looking at the sat- like the, all the music tracks now on my screen and Alkaiser's there, but when I looked it up on YouTube, it said Fight Alkaiser. So as a, did, you pick, huh? did you pick the one that's just instrumental or did you pick the one with vocals? Because apparently there's a version with vocals. 
I... And it makes it sound like a, a Saturday morning cartoon superhero intro thing. I don't remember because I picked this about a week ago. So... It's probably the instrumental one. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's very good and catchy, and um, it's the one that stood out to me. So I usually wait till I, like, when I'm playing when i'm playing a game for the show now i'm like i just gotta listen for one that stands out to me and when i find that one that's when i just put it in the notes or whatever so makes sense um so yeah the here it is music music break three fight alkaiser or alkaiser whatever Alrighty, good song. I think it's like my third favorite, or maybe my second favorite. I don't know. Pretty good one. Yeah, it's definitely catchy. Uh, alrighty. So overall experience, as Brent would say, this is expectations versus reality. Uh, but I think for everybody that is on the show, we all have our own different perspective on it. Like for me, for instance, it's kind of how I felt uh, coming away from it, and. Uh, for me, 
I uh, had a fucking blast. I would... <laughs> I... Uh, I would strongly recommend that everybody play this game. Uh, I don't even care if you like RPGs or not. It's uh, a ton of fucking fun. Now, you have to be like <laughs> in the right mental state for it or whatever. I think you have to be a, at least a, a veteran RPG player to appreciate it. Like This is no one's like starting off and you're like eight RPGs in maybe, but and be, like you gotta kind of appreciate what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just like I'm really hyped about it. Like I'm still writing that like I'm done with it, but I can't believe I'm done with it. I want to keep playing and doing some more shit in it. Kind of feel more. you want more. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's a, a little more uh, lenient about the the strict uh, barrier for entry that it actually has. <laughs> Because it's uh, it's definitely not a game for everybody. It's a game where you have to do research and you have to learn the systems outside of the game, which I normally ding games for, but the systems that they developed for this one are so enjoyable that I forgive it, I guess. Um, like, I thought I was going to hate it when I started playing it again because I remember hating it as a kid because I couldn't understand. Why'd you pick it then? Because you thought it would be bad? I thought... I I thought maybe I was a stupid kid and that's yeah. why I hated it. Yeah, and right. I thought the remaster would maybe alleviate some issues I had. I like I didn't really do any research on the remaster. I yeah, I knew people liked the game and I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt that maybe I was just a stupid fucking kid. And it turns out that I was a stupid fucking kid, but also they don't tell you shit. So it's it's a bit of both. Like the game's not very that uh, stupid. It's just the the technology we have now makes it a lot more easier to figure out because of the internet. Oh, definitely. It it alleviates so much of the burden of the game having to provide the necessary tools for you to learn how to play it, and that's a, it's like a good thing, but a bad thing at the same time because like ide- the ideal game would provide that for you. You don't have to rely on third-party information and sources to actually enjoy the game. But the game that they made is so enjoyable once you understand it, in my opinion, that it's it's like water under the bridge at that point. Because you, like, you spent the time learning how to play it, and then you enjoyed the fuck out of it. So, uh, uh, it's like, uh, well, I did it. <laughs> and it's great. And I, I don't regret doing it. So, uh, for me, I give overall experience a five because it's fucking, it's such a good game, even though it's not, it's not like a, a great game in like design aspects. Cause like we said, they obfuscate stuff and they just don't give you any information, but like, it's a great game to play once you know what you're doing. Cool. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half cause like we said earlier, just the starting and not knowing what you're doing uh, can really make you quit the game really, really quick. Um, but once you understand it and know what you're doing, it. I mean, I didn't. I thought I would might like. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect because my experience with this game is so little. Um, 
but I just remember not not getting it and I was like hopefully now like you kind of like how you you thought about it like maybe now I'll understand it or can figure it out at this point in my life and I I did and um but I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would so I mean it I I had a lot of fun with it and uh I was like because I think I started before you did right uh if you did it was maybe a day or two but I think I, I think I started before you because uh, I started working on like the information gathering and the checklist and shit, and then Travis did his Travis thing and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not playing it. I'm playing something else." And I was like, "Okay." So I, I went to start playing something else, and then you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm twenty fucking hours in." And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, I gotta catch up. Yeah. Uh- Cause I hadn't, I think I hadn't heard anything and I was like, Oh man, like this is, this is a thing. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to talk about this. So yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, if you're consider yourself an RPG fan, I was at least give it a shot. Like it may, maybe not, might not be for you, but I mean, it's very, very engaging. And, uh, I feel like rewarded, like you, the time you put in, you're rewarded for it. It's like, you don't, it's not like a lot of wasted time. I mean, there's some parts that, like, that were bullshit, like, in some of the scenarios, but for the most part, uh, y- you can be what you want, so. And that actually leads us into replayability slash extra content, which I will, for the first time, give it a really, give a game a really high score, I think, because yeah. uh, as you were, like, saying, there's lots of, like, customizability, and... With the remaster, you can actually disable all of the remaster bonuses and shit if you don't want to use that and play the game like how the originally was. And if you do that, or you just decide you want to use the the remastered stuff, but you just don't want to carry stuff over, each scenario you play, you're essentially starting from scratch, but with different characters. And so uh, that can add a lot of replayability in that you have to build the characters up again, but you can build them different ways, or you don't have to grind necessarily to max everybody out every single time or like you can play a whole party of humans you could play a whole party of mechs depending on the scenario you could play a whole party of monsters you could play, play mystics you can have a mix of anybody you can you can learn different fucking abilities with people you can do all kinds of crazy shit and then do it all over again a different way in a different scenario and it's uh it's kind of crazy the amount of like just freedom you have in this game like i've never like i've played games where like they give you like oh you can read like respec abilities or whatever and uh do whatever you want but like each character still has like their own tree they go down like in this one if you're a human you could be you could be anything you want to be if you're a mystic you can learn any mystic shit you want to learn for that particular character if you're a monster you can learn any ability you want uh, the only ones that really have kind of restrictions are mechs, and that's because of the different types of the chassis that they have limits like what programs they can download or develop, but uh, it's not that big a deal. I don't think many people use fucking... Uh, Besides the T, uh, whatever. Mechs anyway. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, T like T two sixty is the best one because she can have or he can have every chassis or whatever. But uh, honestly, if you're playing a mech, if you don't have plural slash or multi slash in this game, you shouldn't be using the mech. 
Yeah, the, the mechs get so outclassed so quickly. I mean, by humans I, that it's not even worth the time. Yeah, they're good for early game if you can afford their equipment, like we said earlier. But late game, they're kind of whatever. It was fun though. I had like four mechs in my party, three or four that had all had plural slash and multi slash. And when they combo together, it was just like a bunch of slashes happening, and it was funny as shit to watch. <laughs> Uh, but that's that that was all the enjoyment I got out of Mex. The only time I used Mex was when I was using T two sixty. So Yeah. Uh extra content. I guess in this game they have extra content in the form of like the after fuse division two shit thing where you can fight the um the boss rushes and then you can also fight the super super boss the sh the ninja guy which i never even attempted because there's no trophy attached to that and apparently it's a pain in the ass so yeah i said the trophy ones and i guess you could i would consider a fuse like all his scenarios extra content because it's just basically add-ons to the main game characters so you can do those if you want or you don't have to so see that and then there's also like i was saying like all the artwork you can look through and all the music you can play. So, I mean, there's a lot of decent extra content. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. I mean, I think it's pretty decently... There's a lot of a lot there you can do. Uh, I will give it a four and a half, I think. Because there's a... You can, like, it's... You could, normally in a game that, where you can, like, replay it, you can... It's like the same plot, and that's the same for this game. Like the plot doesn't change very much, but like you can almost literally play the game differently every single time. And and if you're playing this game, you're not playing it for the plot; you're playing it for the gameplay. So yeah. So whereas like in a normal RPG, like you get the same, I don't know, four, five, six characters, and they all have like the same builds or whatever that they always have, and you find the same equipment that you always use. But in this one, you can like. One time, if you really want to, you just give a character a bazooka, a fucking, like, flamethrower, a fucking katana, and then, like, a shield. And they just use a flamethrower and a fucking bazooka. And the next time you have the same character, you're like, ah, oh, I'll just have them fight with their fists this time. And it's like, okay, okay, that's perfectly plausible. You can do that. It works. And you're not going to be punished for it. And it's fantastic. <laughs> so... Um, I guess, uh, I go for the last, uh, musical break then. Um, since Travis isn't here, uh, I guess I will fill in the slot and I am picking the last battle song for T260 and, uh, it's called last battle T260 and when you're fighting, uh, I guess the genocidal heart or heretical heart or whatever it is, the big boss ship that's going to destroy everything.
Alrighty. Uh, funnily, uh, funnily enough, the music for this boss, uh, being the last song we picked, it's also like the last boss that I fought for the um, trophy. The well, the, yeah, the trophy or whatever, and it was the hardest fucking fight in the game because of the carnage thing. It did so much damage, and it's like you don't really get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, boss fights. Don't have a lot of um, like AOE effect stuff usually, and if usually they do, it's kind of like weak or whatever. But this one's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like insta kill half your dudes, and then the other ones do like 600 damage and shit. And I'm like, this is <laughs> this is fucked up. Yeah, uh, it yeah, takes the, some strategy. Yeah, it takes like I think he was one of my last ones, so my guys are pretty. Uh you know, maxed out, but even then, like, you have to heal, like, there's a time you you have to heal or else you'll get wiped out. Yeah, this was the only fight I did where I actually used healers. Like, every other fight, I just kind of, like, took all the hits and, D like, DSC'd my way through the shit. Uh, but this one, like, like it's, like, one round, and you wiped out three of your characters and shit. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should change my strategy. Um, but I guess that's it for the show. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add about anything? No, I think we've, uh, said, a, like, give us a lot of praise that it definitely deserves. And I mean, I don't, you know, this saga frontier definitely does not get as much love as it deserves. I mean, maybe there's some fan bases, but like being around as long as I have, like, you know, you'll hear like, you know, your, your, Final Fantasy fanboys, your Dragon Quest, or even Suikoden, you know, but you don't really hear, uh, to me, I guess I don't really hear much about Saga Frontier. They're not. Like, the, I think the Saga series as a whole probably suffers from, like, not being localized, I think. Okay. For the most part. And, like, the ones that were, were, like, called Final Fantasy Legends, right? So it's like, this was the first real Saga game, and it has such a barrier for entry that it probably left a bad taste in most people's mouths and the people that had the i guess tenacity to stick through it uh when it first came out and like were able to enjoy it uh are probably lifelong fans yeah and then i think the people that get exposed to the remaster and just the quality of life uh the improvements they they made uh are also probably going to be new converts like i definitely we were, when we played final fantasy legends i was kind of like eh these games are kind of okay uh, but after I've been played this one, I've got like this burning desire to play all the romancing saga games and then play Saga Frontier 2 again and even give Ultimate or Unlimited Saga another try. And I'm like, I'm in it. I'm in this shit now. So, yeah, I'm I'm almost right there with you. I think I want to play one more before I'm like all in. But I'm definitely like interested to play another one. So. Well, we can always pick another one for the show. I mean, with that's probably. That's a high probability at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, um, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Um, now for the usual spiel. We have a Discord. We haven't seen anybody new in a while. Even though apparently we got like some message on the website, according to Blaine from some dude, that said he was going to show up into the Discord. Like I guess he logged in once and then just never said anything to anybody. And I tagged him, but still no response. So. Feel free to chat, man. Well, that's that's because Blaine went through like all the comments from like every uh, podcast we posted, 
and found one from like three years ago and then like oh shit <laughs> like emailed him directly or something <laughs> and that's what he oh posted on the God. discord because blaine's weird <laughs> yeah he's a little weird did you see his stupid fucking uh thing he posted on facebook are you friends with him on facebook or anything uh yeah but what he po oh were you like showing off his like muscles yeah, he's like, I hate when people post their fucking progress pics and shit on uh, online. So here are my progress pics or my video or whatever, and he's just like fucking doing the, the whole pose, the uh, Mr. Universe pose and shit. And he's got like, there's some music playing. I can't remember what it is, but it's like corny as fuck sounding. I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah, I saw that. All right, but yeah, I think All right. he, I think he found that guy when he was like posting about playing a fairy tale adventure. Okay. He still won't shut up about. But I guess well, eventually we'll get to it maybe one day, but there's a lot of other things like in, way in front of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like almost the entire library of gaming that I want to play before I play Fairy Tale Adventure. It's, like, it's only 11 hours, but it's like, yeah, but uh, you got to figure well, out. Been like, that's like somebody being like, here, I put some shit and mixed it with some milk and made a milkshake out of it. It's mostly milk, right? Like, uh, I don't want to drink it. I don't want to, I just don't want to do it. It's not, I'm not interested in it. Uh, it's on Sega, and it's like, I don't want to have to figure out how to play it right now. I'd probably just fucking emulate that shit or whatever. Like I said, I'd do it at work one night, but I just, every time like I get to the website to click download on the ROM, I'm like, what I'm good. Is, yeah, you're like, what else is there? Did we, talk, <laughs> did we say what uh, game we're playing next? I don't think we have yet. Feel uh, free to do the honors. Yeah, so recently uh, over Christmas break, I was driving home and I was just, I don't know, I wanted to hear Brent. So uh, and I was like, uh, I'll pick a uh, sequel then. And I was like, I, re I listened to one and two a bunch of times already. So I was like, I'll, f I'll listen to three again. And I was it kind of made me uh, want to play four and kind of do the next one. So. I picked uh, in 4 as my next game. I'm already about 15 hours or so into it. I think it's only a 30-hour game, so I'm already halfway through it. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad either. So, yeah, that's the next game. I guess that's it for this episode. Um, I mentioned Discord link already. Uh, you can email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Do we get any new uh, emails? Did you check that? I will check that right now. I never remember till it's showtime. So. Um, while you're doing that, I could, uh, since the last show, I think uh, it hasn't been that long. So uh, the only thing I've been playing, um, I think, finished up the last couple of trophies I needed to 100% Skyrim um, there's like a couple like for the DLC like they added on like one of them gets to like to, to kill like an elder dragon or something like that you know but the, yeah. the only way to get them to spawn is like to be like level 78 or something which if you've played Skyrim you know that leveling takes fucking forever so it's kind of like a big middle finger to everyone <laughs> that's a trophy hunter, you know? Unless you cheat and use the uh, alchemy glitch. I Well, I, I didn't use the alchemy glitch, but there, I mean, the, the, I mean, it would take hundreds of hours. Like, I already have, a, like, I looked at my playtime, like, for, 
it's like 130 hours in Skyrim. And that's not including like restarts or dying and reloadings and stuff. Um, I'm like, I'm, I think I was like level 50 something, 55, 56. <clears throat> and to level normally, it probably would take another like 100 hours or so probably. So I was like, what's the fast way to level? <laughs> and I figured out uh, there's some uh, method. I can't remember what I did, but that you level really quick that way. So Okay. And I got those last couple trophies. And I also replayed um, uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's only like five or six hour game. Because when we played it, uh wasn't out on PS5 yet, or I didn't have my PS5 yet, or both. And then um, I got it, and it's been sitting there, so I was like, oh, I'll just play it again. It was, it's a short little game. And then, uh, so I played it, uh, plat got the platinum on that, uh, and I played it through a second time. The second time only took like an hour or two. And there's like, it's like a whole nother story, like, a different story basically it's not the same story but different i guess like it's like like an alternate like parallel dimension kind of thing where like yeah. things are things are the same but off yeah and like you end up fighting uh like basically cthulhu santa claus or something at the end so it's not the same bosses you fight oh, okay and they all like the whole time then he's like cthulhu's commenting like yeah we already beat you before so don't worry like i'm not worried about this <laughs> Basically, okay. You like Cthulhu just talks shit the whole like second playthrough. <laughs> well, it might be worth uh, for me checking out then. I and I did buy it and it's a limited run or whatever. So yeah, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, you can't kill this character because uh, like so the second time through you can have relationships with all the other uh, boss monsters, and like oh, okay. <laughs> and they give you like even better weapons and stuff. So like one of them, well, one of the scenes, it's like. Yeah, we last time you ate the the mice, but you can't eat them this time because I need to have a relationship so I can get a, a armor upgrade or something like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I think like the second playthrough is actually was better or funnier for for me. So I'm glad I did it. So sweet. Uh, like you said, it doesn't need that long, so I'll probably do it soon. Oh yeah, it's an easy plat. So any uh, any emails? None, unfortunately. Okay. You been playing anything? Maybe else next time. Um, I don't know. Let me check my uh, profile. Because other than that, I've just been I've been on Christmas break and I've just been watching uh, TV. Like I watched all Witcher and the second season of The Witcher. Okay. And some other like Marvel movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So. Uh. I've been kind of doing the same thing, just hanging out with Nicole. We watched a lot of Naruto because she's she wanted to watch that, so we're getting our way through Shippuden. Oh my god, are you watching all the filler? Oh fuck no. Oh man, I watched that back in the day, when, uh, as it came out. So I watched so much fucking filler. It's you can definitely tell like there's a quality difference when oh, they the start art playing. Quality, it's like 
Uh, we're gonna have our interns do this episode, <laughs> right? Well, that there's that, and then like it's just like a quality of like the actual like storyline itself. Like even though sometimes the main storyline's not very like compelling, it still has like motion to it. Like there's a like somewhere. a drive, yeah. And then like the filler stuff, it's like stuff's happening, but you can tell even if you don't know it's filler already. Like you can tell it's not important. And then, like, always when the filler arc ends, like, they go, they, like, there's, like, a return state to how the episode started, like, the very last episode before it ended, like, in the original series, like, Naruto always in the hospital with bandages on, so at, at the end of every filler arc, he's in the hospital again with bandages on, you're like, okay, so this is the end of the filler, finally, <laughs> but no, we watched, we, I think we watched, like, two arcs of filler in the first Naruto, and then the, with the Shippuden stuff, we just skipped all of it. And it's funny, like watching like the last episode and then skipping like twenty episodes, and it's like nothing, ha- nothing happened. It's like, all right, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things that came out of filler, like, um, in one of the filler episodes, like him and who eventually becomes his wife, like have like a, some moments and stuff, and so maybe they foreshadowed it, or, or they knew that was what's gonna happen. Like that's like you get that kind of little detail stuff out of the filler, but other than that, it's like basically nothing. Yeah. But I love Naruto. Like that was that's kind of, but I kind of burnt myself out on manga and uh, and um, anime on that because it was just I don't know a long, long time and like I mean I I, I thought the final outcome was like enjoyable and like it was um it paid off at the end you know to me did you read the manga no okay the manga i think is better but i mean obviously but um yeah most times it is but it's cool like when you read the manga and like you know it's only a few battle scenes that's drawn but to see the battle play out in live action like is also good so Oh, yeah, because you get, like, that whole fluidity of movement, and, like, you get to see actual, like, attacks going off, and it's more dynamic as opposed to, like, just pictures. Like, I read some manhwa and, like, webtoon stuff, and whenever they, like, do a big drawn-out, like, battle, it's just, like, two pages worth of, like, an illustration, and I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck's happening. Right. It looks kind of cool, I guess, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Whereas, like, a live... A live moving pictures thing it's like oh there's actual like people moving and shit's going like happening and whatever and it's definitely a lot more easier to follow yeah uh yeah but other than that i think uh it was just doing soccer frontier like i was doing a little too much uh hey, it's never too much if that's what you like it's uh <laughs> well it's kind of like I was just grinding. Like, I grinded all the fucking techniques and then all the magic spells that I could for everybody except two humans. And then I did all the prime HP for everybody except one monster. And I learned, uh, like, I got the best, like, mystic um, infusions for all the mystics. And then I learned all the programs for all the mechs. And at the end, I was like, I had fun doing it. But it feels also like a waste of time because like I did it, I didn't do it for any particular reason. I was just doing it because I was having fun and like I, I like doing things and getting things accomplished. And I'm like that was really wasn't like an accomplishment too much. Like it was just for me to keep grinding the fucking game out or whatever. So I I've got like a it's like a bittersweet thing going on with it. But 
Uh, I also played after I finished, like I finished finished Saga Frontier Remastered. Uh, the next day I played Ender Lilies because uh, Travis kept fucking uh, jerking that game off, and it was okay. Like I like the art style he, and stuff. It wasn't as good as he made it seem. Well, he's like, this is the game of the year for me, and I was like, well, it's not definitely not, wasn't the game of the year for me. It was enjoyable, like it was fun. But it was like, it wasn't what I was I wanted to play, I guess, and that kind of took the fun out of it for me a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, like I said, I was still like on that Saga Frontier hype, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> right? I need more of this. And then Travis was like, oh man, game of the year, Enderly, Enderlilies, and I'm like, well, I, I mean, the game's good. Like, don't get me wrong, like the game was fun, it was good, and it was, it, I'd say it's worth playing. But unless like you're a fan of that genre, which I guess is how it works for everything, it's it's just a, it's a good game. Gotcha. Not game of the year for me, but it was a good game. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I guess as always, listen to our friends uh, Blaine and James on the Is It Worth It podcast. I do believe Kevin and Blaine I have also put out a new episode of Video Games the Movie, Pokemon Detective. Pikachu or whatever, I think. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Uh, I'd make a cameo in that, being a an asshole. <laughs> like every every time I go in there, I think I just kind of want to listen to you guys talking, but then you're always like, "Oh, Nick's here," and I'm like, "Oh, shit. I guess I got to say something now." Well, because every time you come in, it like makes a noise, so I'm like, uh, "What? Hey, Nick." <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay. But if you don't want me to say anything, that's fine. I I didn't know. That's cool. I just usually just creep and then like. Uh, then I always feel like, oh fuck, I'm ruining the whole uh, the thing, the flow of whatever you guys are talking about. And uh, I saw you put like a crying face on Facebook about it. I don't. What's that all about? I'm just fucking around. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, like you didn't like the movie or what? No. Uh, like I guess like you get better. Um, like I guess you get more hits or whatever the fuck on Facebook when like people re- react to stuff or whatever. So I just I got tired of putting like a like thing and I just felt like putting a cry thing. Cool. All so, right. Good enough. My bad. Okay. I'll change that. No, leave it. It's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I, I just was I was just curious as to the reason why. There is no reason. Um, alrighty, well, uh, I guess we will get going now, and if you made it this far, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye everybody. Bye everyone.